0: Welcome to episode eight of GameSpot After Dark. This is a special episode. I'm your host, Jake, and we have Callie. Hi. Lucy. Hey. Greg Miller. Yay. Blessing at Yes. Junior. Dude,
1: you crushed it. Damn it. Good stuff. I practiced. Maybe a little bit. I've been psyching
2: myself up in the mirror every day before (laughs) games day. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you're not going to screw this up. You're not going to screw this up.
3: (laughs) As someone with a last name like that, I, I get it.
1: Everybody's probably like, oh, plague? Yeah, I yeah. get like
3: plat plague. Mm. I'm like, no.
1: Closer. Sound <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah. out. Palmer. Five more tries. You're almost there. <laughs> uh,
3: I got
4: Yamez once. Yamez? Yeah. Wow. So, so, soft J. That's like when people call it Tarje. <laughs> 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 My mom's friend Morag genuinely thought it was called Tarje.
2: <laughs> Your mom's friend Morag. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I had family members tell me that
2: Tarjay's like she live in a lava version. mountain. <laughs> she a mini boss or a full blown level boss?
4: She was a dead uh,
0: anyway. Greg, I'm tired now. Greg, Greg Miller is from kind of funny, as I'm sure people listening know. What? And then blessing you are okay. The OK Beast podcast, the yes. OK Beast, OK Beast, and uh, you're interning for or in, is that what it is? No, is it, it is not an internship, <laughs> All right. sir. All
1: right, Thank sorry because right they pay interns right.
2: Okay, you know, well, awesome. Cut his mics, everybody. Cut his mic. <laughs> Blessing, what are you doing here in San Francisco? Uh,
1: I'm here for Kind of Funny uh, Up-and-Comers, which is a program that you guys greenlit at the beginning of this year. Uh, you guys, of course, have a Patreon. And so uh, you guys had goals, and one of those goals was to bring up somebody in the Kind of Funny community who the community thought was, is doing... Uh, I, good work. I feel like I'm patting myself on the back.
5: <laughs> it's <laughs> hard, right? Yeah.
3: Hard. Like, you are doing such a good job pitching this program. <laughs>
5: thank
1: you. So I'm like, how would I say this in a way that doesn't make me sound like an asshole? But like, <laughs> essentially, you bring up somebody from the community to come make content with you guys for a week, uh, and yeah, it's—I mean, people for some reason chose me, and so I'm here in SF for a week making content with uh, Greg, Tim, and the whole crew. Right, kind of funny. Well, you, we're happy to have you here. Yeah, this thank is you awesome. so much for having me.
3: Yeah, you were on with uh, Xavier Woods too, weren't you? He's yep. a friend of Gamespot as well. He does a lot of stuff he's um, awesome. for us at E3. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah really cool.
0: like him. So the the community chooses. How does that work? Do they just kind of just I vote think a or submission a form. form. Yeah, okay. yeah, we had a submission, submission form. form. Yeah.
2: Okay. So like in 2018, we got really serious with kind of Funny Games Daily. Of we do a daily show, and there's a lot of different uh, podcasts and Twitch streamers and YouTubers out there that don't. Uh, get the views they deserve or the audience they deserve and we're lucky enough to have a sizable one so we uh, started inviting people on pretty much once a week in terms of coming on to talk about what they're doing and then yeah that escalated to the Patreon in January where it was like well we you know are trying to push uh, efforts and fundraising right now for the future of Kind of Funny whether it be a bigger studio more employees stuff like that and it was an idea of like cool you guys like these new voices come on well what if we took it a step further and gave them a chance to come on because when people come on obviously they're thrown right into it and they are doing the daily show and they've never done it before and there's nerves and there's this and there's that what about bringing somebody on and letting them actually like uh, go through the entire week and then progress the idea originally was going to be that blessing would host with me the first two days of the week then well, then Wednesday he would run the show yeah. and then uh, Thursday and Friday he'd bring co-hosts of his own choosing from anywhere in the industry we'd go get him whoever he wanted and then of course uh, there was a little last of us event in uh, LA so I was like well you get one day of hosting with me blessing and then you get to do with wwe superstar xavier woods and i'm I'm going (laughs) by
0: that's pretty cool that's awesome i i I imagine like that's such a cool opportunity yeah
1: it's been a really crazy week but i've i've really been enjoying it and yeah thank you again greg for uh bringing me out um and yeah dude it's been it's been an awesome opportunity for sure
0: and the community picked a good one too because i was listening to the okay beast podcast my entire drive this morning woke up at 4 a.m so i could get here before noon uh, and yeah, two podcasts, and that was pretty much the whole drive. You guys go on a long time. Yeah, We do, <laughs> yeah, we do go, on, uh, go on a long time, yeah. Uh, but it was very entertaining. Thank you. Uh, anyway, we normally start this out with what we've been playing, but we have a special segment which we call the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment because he wrote in saying, I don't know who the hell any of you are, so what kind of games do you like to play? Uh, so Greg, yeah, what kind of games oh, do you play? Oh, we didn't do
3: the jingle.
0: Uh, there is a jingle, but we don't have Tamor who does it. I the know.
3: Can we cut it okay. from like last week's podcast yeah. and put it in? I could try. Well, I I, inter- I, <laughs> I interrupted it last week oh. but he it's the Chris from Dayton Ohio segment.
2: Chris, <laughs> Chris.
0: Uh, anyway, Greg, tell, hey. us, t- tell us what you play. I, th- I think the people probably have a good idea, but... Uh, yeah, you
2: know. I, what I like, uh, I mean, if I was going to say, I would say third-person action, right, would be my game. I like that. I like being able to see the character run around and stuff like that. Uh, I like, uh, you know, your your RPGs here, Western RPGs for the most part. Um, I like a good story, a good narrative, stuff to that effect.
0: Mm-hmm how about Mm -hmm. you blessing Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. i am a very mixed bag um it's probably easier for me to tell you what i don't play than what i do play all right let's have that okay well well, i don't really play moba's uh strategy games are kind of like over my head i would love to get into strategy games but they kind of uh i was telling i was actually telling somebody the other day that uh i like to think that i like jrpgs (laughs) because i feel like the cool kids of video games like jrpgs um but i i mainly like pokemon and persona um and like certain franchises good picks yeah P's
3: picks. And, yeah we are the same yes. Yes. i i'm the same way i'm always like you know i seem like someone who would like jrpgs a lot but mm-hmm. really the selection is very Dude, limited you're not
2: I, diving in that tales of, <laughs> of berseria <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the right the new tales
1: game tales of Arise
0: or yeah. Arise? Arise? Arise. I
3: thought I was. Sw- I could have sworn it was going to be Arise, but it was Arise. Was it really Ar- Arise? Well, they all it's end with Arise.
1: like "Ia" yeah, at the
0: end, yeah. So, yeah. so it's kind of like I see
1: the trailer for that, and I'm like, dude, I wish that I was the person that was really into that. But then, like, I tried playing the demo for uh Dragon Quest Eleven. Is that the latest mm-hmm. one? Yeah, mm-hmm. they have the demo on the on the Switch eShop, uh, where you can play like the first couple hours or whatever it is and the progress carries over and I was like yes this is the one that people champion this is the one that Jared Petty doesn't stop talking about (laughs) Uh, and so like I started playing it and I was just like why what's wrong with me why can't I be the JRPG I'm broken yeah (laughs)
5: Um, but
1: specific JRPGs uh, I can get into but mostly I'm kind of like Greg where like third person action is definitely my jam I really like platformers Um, Mm. puzzle games I really like so like The Witness uh, Mm. inside Mm. Um, games like that Baba Is You um Ooh,
3: that's a good one
1: but yeah like i mean if you give me a great game that's not that's not, that's not strategy then i'll probably
0: enjoy it we actually got a question about uh we'll, we'll get into it later but someone's asking like what kind of niche GRPGs do you guys play and i was like
5: uh, i don't know if anyone could really <laughs> no. answer that one ah.
0: uh, but i was like we can turn this into niche games we play but mm-hmm. we'll get to that later uh but anyway callie what have you been playing this week
3: um i'm still playing control Mm. I'm I'm like prolonging it on purpose. Sure. I really enjoy it. I'm like I'm gonna get the platinum. Like, just, yeah, I you are. Hell yeah, you are. I Hell really, yeah, really
4: enjoy are. seeing you pop up in my uh, PlayStation friends list. Being like, Callie is in a trophy for
3: this. This isn't this in control. And I was like, damn girl, like rinsing that list. Yeah, I I'm I'm going in it like fine tooth comb like checking every area you would hate to watch me play because I'm swinging the camera around like checking every corner trying to find secret areas I'm just so I'm like ready to put on my tinfoil hat and like investigate the conspiracies
2: and the secrets. are you reading every document and trying to yeah okay
1: yeah that's that's the best way to play Mm -hmm. that game because I played it and I beat it and because that game came out uh, in like a very crowded time Mm -hmm. I was like okay I'm going to just like straight like narrow path uh, blaze through this game so I can get to the next game and by the time I beat the game I was like I should have taken this slowly. I should have have read every document. I should have taken my time. I want to go back and platinum it because um, even though like by the time I finished it, I'm so split on how I feel about this game because I feel like there's certain elements where I'm like, Okay, this is like ten out of ten. But then there are certain elements as far as like how uh, technical issues that the mm-hmm. game has, and like certain ways that I feel like the gameplay mixes with kind of the story and the world they're building. I'm like, okay, well, do you really need all these like upgrades? And yeah, like mm-hmm. I feel like some of that stuff feels bloated. But like overall, right, the game, uh, the game is incredible, and I I wish I spent more time uh taking it in slowly because that is definitely like how they envision people playing that game it seems mm. like.
3: Yeah, i a hundred percent agree with you on the the mods thing too. I Yeah it's definitely a game of the year contender for me right now. Um I'm definitely in the back half, so I'm gonna be finishing it soon, but I just don't want to. I'm really enjoying it. Join um, our
4: Slack channel.
3: I the yeah. control
4: spoiler Slack channel it, which is just
3: Phil fill, fill with a tinfoil hat. I so delving so deep. So I was talking to Phil earlier, and this is not a spoiler. Um, he's
0: one of our editors, by the way.
3: Yeah, Phil Hornshaw. Um, we'll probably talk about him a little bit later, actually, with uh, one of our topics. But um, he, yeah, he's like super into control, and so I'm right there with him, and I'm just not done with the game yet. But I found a either a procedures or a supplement, like some case file, where it said the item was acquired by the Bureau in 2005, but the text said the event where it was discovered happened in two thousand six and I was messaging Phil like, Is that a typo or is there something I'm missing? Like, what, what does this mean? I fully went in, I was like, He's oh, like, I'm Go about, outside. I'm about to <laughs> email Remedy and be like, was this a typo? I'm always copy editing. That's just my permanent state of being. So Dear Mr. Lake. like. Yeah, no,
2: very busy.
3: Yeah. So that was, uh, that was. I
2: noticed the dates don't add up. I was wondering if that's why. That's
3: what I sound like. Yeah. Like, that's exactly me. I'm like pushing up my glasses. Excuse me. So
4: that's what I'm up to. Hello, you, Lucy. Yeah. I surprised myself because I spent. I mean, so I live with Greg and uh, your lovely wife, Jen. Mm-hmm. Did you see me this weekend? No. No. Where was I? <laughs>
2: You were, you were in the Borderlands. You were on Pandora, I believe.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: you never left Pandora after all that no, time? Never, never. <laughs> I'm not leaving this world to 100% every
5: area.
4: <laughs> so I got a, I got a code for Borderlands 3. And um, me, Tamor Hussein, who works here, Simon Cardi from IGN in the UK, uh, played Borderlands 3 on Saturday
3: for eight hours nonstop. I texted them, we have a group thread, yeah. me, Lucy, and Tamor, and I texted them like some TikToks. But it's, it's, it's the main purpose of the thread. <laughs> it's mostly TikToks. And they didn't respond until like 6 p.m. And I was like, what the hell? I sent these at like 11. What have you guys been doing? <laughs> it was Borderlands.
4: Just playing Borderlands. And so the thing about Borderlands, right? And we did pretty much the same thing on Sunday. We were playing but right with now, Andrew Goldfarb. With Andrew Goldfarb. Um, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, former IGN, uh, current Sucker Punch. Uh and like, there is so much to dislike about that game. Yeah. There's so much to dislike. And, and I mean, a lot of the times we were talking uh, when we were playing and it was like, yeesh. Did, the, <laughs> did they actually just say that in the game? Am I really, you know, <sighs> legendary voice actor John DiMaggio is playing a character who's stuck in a port-a-potty. <laughs> like, are we? Is this, is, is this like 2010 or earlier? But at the same time... That gameplay loop, man. You can't quit. I can't quit. It. Every
2: gun's better than the last. I just can't quit. <laughs>
5: and but, then,
4: but then, like, we were playing uh, at some point when we had four people playing, and I'm playing on a pro. Can't open a menu. Like, you have to coordinate when you can open menus because the game would just go, Ooh, no. Uh, oh, no. Really? I a, yeah. So, if you all yeah. opened a menu at yeah. the same time,
0: it would. Because I noticed when I opened a menu, it, it would freak out, but yeah. I didn't know that you we're had to coordinate that stuff. Wow.
4: I had a couple hard crashes. But at the same time, like it's just super fun to play and Yeah, it's 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 a weird one because inside um and, and the thing is as well, it what in 2K so it's like the highest selling, yep. fastest selling game and stuff. And so
2: five million in five days, I believe. Like Jeez.
4: Damn. And yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with it.
2: What's your
1: favorite gun so far?
4: Uh so I have three that I swap between. I have a um a pistol that alternates between shock and, uh... F- no, fire. Oh, it's in Yeah. Um, I have a shotgun that is radiation, and I have another one where it's a shock, it's a, I think it's an SMG, but when you reload it, it throws the old cartridge or gun or whatever, and that explodes into homing missiles that deal shock damage.
0: Those ones are always my favorite in Borderlands too. Are really, the yeah. ones that you just throw and yeah. they'd explode. Those are satisfying. I like those.
4: But yeah, it's just really satisfying to take off boxes. Uh, we were helping Andrew out because he's trying to get the platinum. So we did the uh, the firing range mm-hmm. trophy. Mm-hmm. And I A felt, nightmare one. Yeah, well, I felt really <laughs> bad. He said, he was like, I need four people to do this. And we were actually playing with Matt Perslow as well at that point. And uh, we did it. And then we didn't realize that the trophy only pops for the person who presses go. And unfortunately, that was me. Oh,
5: <laughs> no. So
4: we'd spent like 20 minutes trying to get this trophy.
3: <laughs> and then it was like, i got to do it again, guys. Well, we did. We got it. We Wait, got it for him. only one person gets it at a time.
2: Yeah. That's well, up. you're gaming the system because yeah. it is yeah, meant to be that yeah, you yeah. go down there and do it. Oh, but okay. there's a work around that if you hit the button, you have other people with you. Yeah. You can do it that way.
3: OK, that's not as bad. I was like, that's some BS.
2: Um, but OK.
4: But in terms of, like, the general discourse of the game, like, once you get off Pandora and it opens up and you have all the different worlds that look really pretty and... Yeah, I just find it way... I just It's like a podcast game.
2: Yeah, yes.
1: 100%. Yeah, that's how I played Borderlands 2, is I played it while either listening to podcasts or watching uh, stand-up specials. Because mm-hmm. when I played Borderlands 2, I had, like, two small TVs. And so one was for video games, one was for TV. And so... Um, there is a stand-up special by Bo Burnham that I just <gasps> intrinsically, I <love> him. <laughs> yeah, I forget what it was. There's one where he he like spoofed Kanye West, um, but like it is intrinsically linked to Borderlands for me. <laughs> See, the Borderlands <laughs> jokes weren't cutting it. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: uh, well, I mean, like that's the thing for me in Borderlands Three, where like weirdly enough, I feel like I'm having the opposite issue uh, of a lot of people, where like I think the writing is like fine. I it is one of those things where i suspend my expectation because i'm like okay this is borderlands sure i i'm going into it expecting borderlands humor and like having that expectation when i go into it a lot of jokes actually kind of do hit for me a lot of them of course don't but a lot of at the same time like there was there was one uh one time i was playing and i was playing with a friend and my friend was telling me about like oh yeah there's this one mission that references rick and morty and i was like wait really let's do it and i was like I, i paused and i was like Oh, no. (laughs) Like, I just learned something about myself. Uh, (laughs) Same thing where there was like another bit where like you go into a bathroom and like, I forget, I don't know if this has anything to do with the mission, but you you go into this bathroom in this one mission and uh, you like look through the stalls and one of the stalls is like blown up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, somebody, somebody died here pooping. And I was like, Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've all
3: had that yeah. moment, though, yeah. with comedy where you're like, "Oh, this is what I laugh at." Yeah. Uh um,
1: And we had a joke about on uh, the Okiebs podcast where we we're like, "Man, we might be like the Borderlands podcast because uh, our humor is just so stupid." But we just veer back and forth between like good conversations and and dumb humor, right? Um, but the issue I've ha- I've been, I've been having with Borderlands is I feel like the the structure of the game, um, at least for me, right being like probably like eight to ten hours in i got to a point where i was like man you really just shoot in this game and that's it and the shooting feels good and the skill trees feel good and the moment to moment feels good but i feel like after a certain point i'm getting tired just like shooting things over and over and over again and that's why like for me like it is a great podcast game Mm -hmm. because it's something to do while i'm listening to podcasts or while i'm talking to friends or Mm -hmm. while i'm like Mm -hmm. hanging out with people Mm -hmm. but like it's, hard. It's, it's almost hard for me to play that game by myself and feel invested when I feel like the next thing I'm looking forward to is just shooting more things. And I don't yeah. know if that's a me thing and a first-person shooter thing that, like, you know, all first-person shooters are just shooting, right? But, I don't know, for some reason in this game, it is really hitting me hard of, like, oh, yeah, you... I am really just
2: shooting <laughs> shooting just, things yeah, more and more stuff. and more. Yeah. Well they made jokes about it too, right? Where you're out on a quest and they're like, mm-hmm. all right, it's gonna be this and it's gonna be complicated and then you end up just shooting everything. And <laughs> yeah. That, that yeah. is that is one of the punchlines.
5: Yeah.
4: I do find it very satisfying to mop stuff up because the open world, I think especially once you get off Pandora are less just like big, broad open spaces that you have to drive everywhere to, especially when you get to uh like meridian and places. Mm-hmm. And they're they're smaller, they're more self contained, and I like that more because it feels more obtainable for me to do and see everything. Sure. And so that was quite nice. It's just when we were just said, hey, let's not do any main missions for a while. Let's just mop up some side quests. And it just felt, just real nice.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, they do such a great job, too, I think, of making what you're talking about of smaller, manageable mm-hmm. open areas Then making it that when you're going to your side quest and you see a little nook off the like bridge and you're like, well, that's a dead end. But and you go that way. And sure enough, there's a legendary hunt there. There's a Ridian tablet there. There's something for you to do. Usually you're rewarded for going off the beaten path in a little way. Greg, how about you? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? I'm hopelessly addicted to Borderlands 3 as well. Oh, really? I'm on the March 2 uh, Platinum as well. Uh, you might ask, man, you must play with Lucy a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my roommate and friend sits <laughs> seven feet away from me on the other side of this wall and doesn't play with me at all and never invites me. I play with Goldfarb. You know what I mean? He helps me out. We play a lot. We talk. It's interesting Lucy doesn't. It's weird.
4: In my defense, I had only just died and you were like level 20.
2: I've told you repeatedly, first off, I was way higher than level 20, <laughs> that the game scales perfectly for that kind of stuff, all right? And me and Jen are happy to come help you and play anything. You know what I mean? If you don't want to do it, it's fine. You don't want it. Uh, Mom, by the way, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Uh, by the way, blessings coming over tonight to play Borderlands. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we brought an extra PlayStation in the back. Uh, so have outs. you have you Sorry. hit in Endgame yet? Or are you? Yes, I'm sp- Endgame. Yeah, yeah, I've, beat, I've beaten the story and stuff. It's interesting, right? Uh, it's proving grounds, right? Mayhem mode, and then Circle of Slaughter, mm-hmm. and so proving grounds i granted you can play them before endgame i guess technically right and so or maybe it's circle slaughter the other way around doesn't matter uh i thought and i still expect those to be i thought they were repeatable that you would go and do them over and over again but once i cleared it it was just gone the first one there's a bunch to do or whatever and it's like oh dang okay I, i i hadn't had applied mayhem mode are you familiar with mayhem mode nope Mayhem. when I'm you beat the game so. right there's a there, when you beat the game there's a console uh, now on Sanctuary that you go to and you can choose to either be mayhem mode 1 2 or 3 mm-hmm. and basically what it does is it'll uh, augment the game so enemies have shields now or, you know, 15% shields 30% more damage however like your loot will go up a 100 it was like you know I turned it on to 3 one time was running around I was opening the little like you know lock boxes and suddenly I go from getting $50 to getting like $3,000 And I was like oh, oh yeah let's do this but then it's the you run into enemies like there's anointed everywhere, and they will just beat you without mercy. Goldfarb and I were running it, and it was like, Let's do this one. We ran in there, I was like, Oh wow, uh, this is way too hard. Dialed it to two, dialed it to one. I'm like, Let's just turn it off. <laughs>
5: like, no, we're not, we are
2: not getting through this area. I just want to clear the side quest for the trophy. Um. Are you are you pretty close to that platinum? No, I mean, I mean, like it's I'm taking it in stages. I think more like I'm still not level 50. Uh, this week's been really busy with travel and events and stuff. So I'm at 48 right now. OK, uh, so once I get that, that's when I'll get a little bit more serious about clearing off the, the rest of the world, doing all this stuff. It's, you know, little stuff like going down and spending the money on the cosmetic items and all that jazz. I have that all ready to go and doing the, uh, you know, the shooting range and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I know what I need to do and knock it off, but I'm in no hurry. But uh, since you wanna choose other things, I'm gonna get you out of there. I've been playing a lot of Apple Arcade.
0: Ooh. Okay. Uh,
2: Apple Arcade, when I went to that uh, iPhone reveal iOS thing at, at Apple uh, Center, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this actually sounds cool. Like When they got to sign our Wild Hearts, when I was like, wow, wait a second, if you're going to be able to bring in that kind of game, that kind of indie, that'll be rad. And so then when they actually launched it, launched it, I jumped in and got a bunch of stuff. And so the games I want to call out, and I have to look at notes because I keep forgetting <laughs> the name. Uh, I played yesterday on the plane, Assemble with Care. <gasps> it's so good. So good, right? Wow. And I felt, I felt, I want you to know, I felt a personal accomplishment of beating the game and not Crying just tearing up real bad because it's one of those games you know what I mean it's telling you story you familiar with it no what kind of game is it so if man imagine kind of like Florence like with the puzzles and stuff like that right where the idea is that you are this woman who's basically a repair woman and you've been traveling the globe you've walked into this new town you're gonna make some money to go to this festival eat a bunch of cool food and then do whatever so people come to you with broken items and it's uh, the broken items are kind of parts of their broken relationships so it's like hey can you fix this music box can you fix this this camera can you do this stuff oh, man. and basically you have the like camera in front of you and you can spin it in you know three dimensionals and then you have a little toolbox and so you take the screws out of the top by touch controls then you take it apart and put it into different pieces replace the different things it's light puzzles in terms of like yeah, oh fantastic. how do I make this go yeah not at all it's not that you're not stumped in any way yeah. really usually it's like oh I got to rotate the mirrors a certain are, way are something. they
3: clever like Florence's puzzles I think were really clever like the way you assemble the puzzle pieces of the dialogue and it gets easier or are right they really simple
2: it, it's well, not really simple it, it's doing something different I just think Florence uh, is the easiest way of saying oh it's that kind of game gotcha, where it's telling gotcha. a story and giving you these puzzles it's not at all like building the relationships like that it mm-hmm. is like you get the woman's narration and then the voice acting from the other characters gotcha. as like she's telling you the story then you go to the device you fix whatever it is then you get more of the story that way
3: and then you cry a lot
2: well yeah. I did not I got real close real close alright okay cool because Florence I don't want to tell you about the you end oh witnesses? my god it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Florence laughs> destroyed me yeah, Florence,
3: <laughs> I cried for like half an hour or 45 minutes after I finished that game, like yeah. I really just cried it out. Yeah,
2: yeah. F- yeah. Jen and I played it. or I played it with Jen and I sharing headphones on a plane, and she cried. And then I think I did too. And then it was that I loved the soundtrack so much. Like I bought the vinyl and I put it on uh, Amazon. And she'll walk into the room and like she'll hang out for a while. But then when the songs start getting to the sad parts, of room, oh. she's like turn it off. Oh no! no Stop! Yeah, exactly. Echo I go play Kesha. <laughs> I have it on my iPhone.
0: I haven't played it yet. Oh my god! Yeah. it's really sad. It's forty-five I it minutes. It's go there. out there right now. We'll wait. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah so
3: he comes back in sobbing. <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> got into assemble with care i'm still addicted to grindstone which was for a long time the only game i played on it the new cappy one right of mm-hmm. match a bunch of different stuff run around slice stuff i feel like that one's been talked a lot about so people the, should know it
3: the main thing i heard about it was that you can't play music while you're playing it
2: yeah i think that's yeah which i've heard that as well people yeah. were
3: really upset about it and i was like i don't know people recall on sound designs
2: gameplay is great yeah, exactly right like what I, yeah it's not like i'm gonna knock I'm it too much ruin for that. My life. Yeah, yeah the game the gameplay is awesome it's satisfying it's cool to you know march around it's such a throwback to what, you know, Cappy being the people who gave you Critter Crunch. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people think about that m- much for that game anymore of that kind of gameplay of like, you know, just fight the things, get taxing. How are you going to do this? How are you going to get out? Uh, I think Mitch Dyer, you know, uh, he put it really well where he's like, it's a game about greed, where mm-hmm. it's like, you keep going, you can get out of levels really early, but do you want to stay and kill more stuff? It's going to get harder. You can collect more resources, you can be ready for the next thing, all that. And then the other one uh, I've been playing is Mini Motorways which is Ooh. the, the follow-up right from the subway one, which <gasps> I always saw. Oh, God, is it? Which I always saw at events at PAX's and never played it, so Mini Motorways is my first one.
3: I love Mini Metro. Yeah, so
2: right, and it's somebody set. who's... Uh, a huge sim city fan yeah, this yeah. one is like oh, crushing it right away yeah. in terms of like okay cool like you have the you know big red like building people want to go to little red houses you have to draw the tiles out of uh, the roads mm-hmm. you only have a certain amount of tiles you earn more if you make it through a week of things uh however then they of course they start adding you know blue places and blue houses and yellow houses mm-hmm. and this and so then you just have this like giant crazy uh, looks like boston just roads yeah. everywhere insanity and you have to figure out how to do it to make it work before you fail, like when people aren't getting there fast enough, the little thing fills in. If it fills in, you lose. For me, it's now... You know, not having even played Mini Metro outside of uh, PAX like, East years ago, uh, jumping into this one, it's now, oh, I. Uh, the more I play, I'm having that fun experience of like, oh, wait, I can f- bend it to my will. Like I, before I was reacting to where the houses are and making them go that way. And then it's like, no, if I do my city planning grid the way I want to, they'll start popping up. But then like, oh, man, now it's hard to get from one place to the other. So I've I've earned I've unlocked the ability to put in the expressway. So now I've got to draw that across <laughs> it, put in traffic lights like. As a city planner nerd, it's huge. It's Dude, huge. This is definitely I'm, a Cali game. <laughs>
3: I know. I'm extremely sold on Apple Arcade now. I was so hesitant to, to start downloading things because I was like, "I'm gonna tank my battery, my data, my parents are gonna be calling me up. Like, what happened to it's, the it's, family it's just plan? Just get them
4: on Wi-Fi. Download them all. Yeah. Play them all offline. They there was, I've I downloaded everything, and I'm slowly working my way through one by one. And I have like one folder that's okay. I'll come back to.
3: But then I have the other folder which is good games that I'm playing every day. This wow. is going to help our Game of the Year mobile games category so I know. Much. Oh, man. That's the category we struggle with the most. Every
0: year, it's just like, give us the games you've been playing on phone, and it's just like, and I'm just four like, people th- say threes. their goals. I
3: still play threes. Yeah. That's it. Okay, I'm going to play many Motorways like tonight.
0: Uh, has anyone played Overland on
2: uh, Apple Arcade yet?
4: I still
3: started to...
2: Okay. Another one I've played I, at events a lot, yeah. but I haven't started. It's yeah. downloaded.
0: But I it's, have
3: it on Switch. I played at
0: an event like two years ago and I was like, this game's really cool. And then I just didn't hear anything about that game for a while and it finally yeah. came out. I imagine maybe they, Apple, they had some deal with Apple hundred the Yeah. with that.
2: Yes. Yeah. Have, a lot of these games you're like, man, Jenny Leclue, I've seen you yeah. for five years <laughs> at events. So like, here it is.
3: <laughs> um, we do, uh, we put up a favorable review of Overland. Um, Ed... Uh, Edmund Tran in Australia, who reviewed it, was saying that he actually preferred the phone version mm-hmm. yeah, the Apparently switch it version. runs better right but uh he still enjoyed the switch version, yeah. so the review was primarily of the switch version, but that the you know if you can get it on phone he mm. he would yeah. recommend it and so.
2: speaking of sol- Silent our wild hearts too
3: yeah i mm. I played that on switch i w- we, i don 't have to get into it I feel like i 'm not as into it as everyone really? else, and I feel weird. Yeah, I'm
1: I think I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> I played on Switch also. I really like it, I think it's really I cool. I like it. I was hoping that it hit me harder.
3: It didn't um, really hit it yeah. at all for you, It, it didn't hit different, as Michael would mm-hmm. say.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: mm. like some games like really hit different. This one did not for me.
2: I just like the idea of like a weird indie pop punk like yeah. uh, concept like album the, that oh, I play. The music. Okay. Soundtrack, yeah. the Soundtrack music is great. Totally. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah, that and the like, style, that like, purple, on, that
1: pink. When I read on paper that it, like, you know, the way they present this game is as a um, music video. Yeah, like a, I think they say like a pop album. I forget exactly. It's like, like a, like a full,
3: playable actually, pop album music video. I might have the
1: card like that. in my wallet. Because I played this game at a PAX. Let me check real quick. But um. Yeah, playing through it, I was like, yeah, this is, and I guess this is going to be my game that I've been playing, "Signar Wild Hearts, because, like, I've also been playing Borderlands, where we talked about that, and Control, and we talked about that. Um, but I, I have been playing Link's Awakening, too, so maybe I'll talk a little bit about that, too. But Signar Wild Hearts um, is really cool. Uh, it's very short, which I think works, because it is supposed to be, like, an album, a pop album, mm-hmm. in video game form. Um, I like how they kind of shift from gameplay style to gameplay style and kind of mix things up in terms of what you are doing in the game. Um I think it's one of those games that you also kind of have to be in the mood for, is the thing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I played it with both Pro Controller and with Joy-Cons, and I preferred the Joy-Cons mm. because the uh, the analog sticks are snappier on the Joy-Cons, mm. and I felt that control um, system was better... Um, for getting me in line with stuff. Because one of the problems I have with it is it's, it's hard to line yourself up with where the collectibles yes. are.
1: Dude, it's hard to. Yeah, so it's like on
3: mobile. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: shifting perspe- uh, perspectives a lot. Uh, it's and, very hard
3: to keep up yeah, with.
1: Yeah, because it's like the camera is like all over the place. And so like since it's in most of the game is like an on rails shooter sort of like deal going on right you're
3: you're just kind of flowing with it mostly yeah but then it'll throw something at you where you have to like act and it's kind of like but i was i was flowing with this yeah <laughs> and like
1: my thing is like you know since like it's it's on rails and the camera's going everywhere they'll take like a, a left turn with the camera and i'm like okay well i don't know exactly where i'm at and like the rails you know like mm-hmm. i'm not sure like if i'm positioned the right way to dodge this obstacle right because of the way the camera is kind of flowing freely um, and so, I'm glad like, it's
3: not just me yeah. I felt kind of crazy because Twitter's going crazy for it and I was like and,
1: but I, I think for me it was also the thing of overhype because I played it at PAX East and when I played it at PAX East I was like I cannot wait for this game because I love music <laughs> games I love, yeah. I love music in games you know I'm, I've am i been in love with Beat Saber uh, since I came out on PSVR and I was really looking forward to this being almost like the next one of those even though this isn't supposed to be that right but like yeah. you know a next a next like unique music game um and it is a unique music game and it's not it's it's good it is right good. it's yeah. good but it's not like hidden hidden me the way i think it mm. it wants to hit me in the way that it presents itself
3: although i love dead of night that's my favorite track mm. i think that one the way the music syncs up with the action in that track in particular i really love
1: yeah i need to look up the, the track that i, I think is like track th- for, like, the fourth is it, or fifth
3: stage. Is uh, Begin Again?
1: Begin Again, yes, mm-hmm. that slaps.
3: I've been replaying it because I am crazy, and I...
2: Maybe I got this wrong. <laughs> well, I need to understand why people love it. Actually,
3: yes, because yeah. I'm still in the process of reviewing it. I'm, like, taking my time, partially because I didn't have a lot of time, because things kept happening. But, um, yeah, I've been replaying it because I'm a completionist, and I was like, I'm gonna get gold on everything, and then mm-hmm. unlock YOLO arcade mode, and, like you know.
1: And th- that's the thing, too, is that, like, they grade you after each track... Um, And after after you finish finish each track, it kind of pops out to the menu of like, okay, go to the next one. Right. And I I think there's a mode. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a mode you can go to in the menus that like I think it's an an arcade mode that allows you to flow to the next one. Mm -hmm. And I wish the game was just uh, started off with that. You know, instead of like, I agree. Yeah, because the way they present it, right? It's like I play the first level, which is like a minute long, right? Finish it. It pops out to the menu, like choose the next 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 track and they grade you on all this stuff. Right. And so like most of the time I got B's or whatever. And it does that after each track where I feel like for a first experience, it definitely should have been like, okay, we're going to immerse you because it seems like.
3: Well, the way you would listen to an album, right? You would listen to it like front to back first and then like go visit the songs you like again yes i I totally agree there's so there's a arcade mode where you don't get kicked back to the menu and then there's yolo arcade which is if you die you're kicked out i wonder Um, if
0: that has something to do with the fact of it launching on apple like ios i wonder if they're like oh people who play this they're probably only going to play like a song at a time bite-sized experiences That's that's a
3: very good point yeah but yeah, I think the the flow of it this is helping me because I've been I've had writer's block about this game for a little yeah, like, couple of days.
1: <laughs> if they, if they started off with arcade mode being the first mode you play and it's just a flowing experience where they don't they don't grade you they don't pop you back out to the menu. They just make you play it from beginning to end fully without, like, because it's only an hour and a half long, right? I feel like most people will probably play this game in one playthrough, and it just seems like it's meant to be played that way yeah. for at least the first playthrough, right? Yeah. And then you present it of, like, okay, yeah, now here's this extra mode where you can go for the top score and, like, do each track individually. I think that would make a lot more sense for this game that is trying to be more of an experience than mm-hmm. a gameplay experience, if that makes sense. Mm.
3: Dude, you yeah. and I are the same. We're on the same yeah. wavelength on this podcast, like... The whole time. Yeah. I totally agree.
1: Um but yeah, Link's Awakening is also pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only I'm I'm not that far in it. I'm only like uh I've only just finished the second dungeon. Um the thing that I my main thing, my main takeaway from this game is that I might just be dumb. <laughs> I might be stupid. <laughs> because like I've used a guide in Link's Awakening more times in the first like three hours than I've had I have for like full games. Have you, because
3: ha- that game is, it, it has its, it shows its age, I think.
2: Had you ever played the original? No. Okay.
1: And that's the thing, right? Like I talked to uh, Tim Geddes, who I think has played the original. Oh yeah. Um, And other people in the KF office who I believe have played the original and they seem to not struggle as much with it because they know like where to, where to go and what to do. As somebody who's jumping into Link's Awakening for the first time, right? Like, I mean, immediately I was like, this art style is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, This game seems awesome. The soundtrack seems cool. And then getting into it, I was like, okay, what do I do? Where, to, uh, where do I go next? And like they have like a, a pretty cool system where uh, you can go to these houses that um, are essentially like these telephone houses where you call somebody up and they're like essentially hinting at this is the next thing you're supposed to do. But even with that, I was <laughs> mad lost. <those laughs> <many times. laughs>
3: what I have a question though. Mm-hmm. What was your first Zelda?
1: Ocarina of Time. But oh, yeah. okay. I also played it very late.
3: <laughs> I, I played it pretty late actually too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think... I think Link's Awakening, even though it's a remake and it's a fantastically done remake, I think the game still shows its age a little bit in the obscurity of it like it definitely feels like an old yeah. Zelda to and me
1: Ocarina of Time I feel like was also very obscure yeah. in, in some of his moments like there is uh, actually I don't want, I don't know if I should spoil Ocarina of Time is, would if people, you haven't played Ocarina yeah, of yeah. Time yet, people would yeah, like be mad if I like no I think you're this good this isn't even this isn't even like a story spoiler right like there's essentially like a, a, a moment in like the final moments of Ocarina of Time like the final dungeon where like you have to have like a specific type of arrow to progress yeah and I was like oh I guess I just don't have this arrow and I looked up a guide on how to get that arrow and it was the most dumb thing where you had to stand in a specific place and then aim your arrow at the sun and and then that'll give you like the fire arrow or whatever that i needed to pro- progress D- there's right?
0: a puzzle in link's awakening like that that i was serious? stuck on yeah yeah i was like it, it's telling me to shoot the thing in the eye and nothing Ooh, is yeah, happening we
3: had a hard time and then
0: finally i was like all right well there's this dumb platform here and i stood on it and shot it and Dude, it was
1: like bing, and i was like oh my god i love Zelda. I hate like that. I, 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 I love Zelda and I love puzzle games. But like when the puzzle is like <laughs> just like, hey, you got you're gonna have to do this just like weird thing, um, where you like hit every wall and then spin around twice and then <laughs> grab out and, like switch to your arrow and then this door will unlock, then it's like, okay, bro, like let's chill out a bit and let's like, you know, raid this back and treat me like a child. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know? There's also another one in that where you have to kill enemies in a room in a specific order. Yes. Which I is
1: just finish that.
0: I, I so the only reason I knew how to do that right away is because well I played the original but that was so that was long ago I don't remember but mm. then I went to Pax and I played that dungeon at Pax nice. and I was on that and the guy next to me like the guy running the booth just it's like Tap me on the shoulder he's like you gotta kill him in this
1: order and i was like dude i dude, okay <laughs> that that's stumped me so hard because yeah in Link's awakening right um a lot of the dungeon rooms are completed by killing all the enemies and so i got to that room and i was like well obviously i had to kill all these enemies and i killed them and nothing was happening right and then, until i figured out that thing and i and i got the advice from a specific part yeah like another part of the dungeon right um and once i like that was one of those things where i was so close to looking but looking up a guide but i was like i know i'm at the final moments of this dungeon and so I just stuck it out um, and when I figured that out legit I've never felt more smart <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but I mean so far I despite that I'm really enjoying Link's Awakening um, once again like really cool art style L- frame rate issues are kind of putting me off a little bit they are kind of surprising to me because like I feel like Nintendo's usually pretty good about that even though not, now that I'm thinking back to Breath of the Wild I know there were frame rate issues when you got to some areas in that game too but like in link's awakening it seems to be like it's everywhere um at least when you're outside not in the dungeons but they're, like yeah yeah awesome. anywhere where there's like bushes and stuff it seems like the frame rate chugs for like just a few seconds mm-hmm. um it's not like single digit frames it is like just a tad um it doesn't it doesn't ruin the experience by any means but it is something that's very noticeable for me yeah um and it sounds like i hate this game I absolutely love <laughs> this game. Uh, i'm enjoying all the things about it i'm enjoying exploring and all that stuff and so uh well yeah. i've been playing well, i actually didn't play much because
0: i was home all weekend where i only had my switch but i got a switch light so i've been Ooh. playing around that. yeah it was one of those suckers uh <laughs> but i actually like it a lot it's it's light it's pretty comfortable uh, my hands are a little too big for it um but for the most part i've been enjoying playing games on it uh, i played a little bit of dragon quest a little bit of super smash bros a little bit of everything uh oh, not everything but i played a lot on it and it was a it was a good time
3: my biggest question is whether you can actually read anything in fire emblem so i didn't play fire emblem <laughs> uh, so
0: i didn't play everything i didn't try fire emblem but yeah i my guess would be no i yeah. th- there's so fire emblem is one i kind of figured would be miserable to play and darkest dungeon is another one that yeah. just had mm. so much ui and so, so much small text that i can't imagine everyone put to doom play it on, on it anything.
2: doom's bad enough on a normal yeah. Switch <laughs> and handheld <laughs> put it Dude, on a Switch i
3: motion sick playing wolfenstein 2 on, uh, on switch oh, yeah. handheld mode i can't imagine doing it on even a, a even smaller screen
4: how easy was it to transfer your profile over
3: oh good question it
0: actually wasn't that bad i think the biggest pain was i had to redownload everything like you can't just yeah. swap i couldn't just take out my s my mini micro sd card and put it in and you're like there are all your games it says it'll make you format if you do that Ooh. Uh, so I, I had another micro sd so i had to re-download like all the games I wanted to play, which for me was only like four or five. Um, and then I had to transfer saves, which was kind of a pain because I'd have my old switch next to the new one and then go into settings and do like begin save transfer and then hit send and then go to the other one and hit accept. And then it would like, I don't know, shake hands or whatever. and I'd, my- <laughs> I'd get my save finally. But, but like, I don't know how cloud save works. Like I haven't even messed around with cloud save too much. I imagine I won't because I think I'm just going to keep my... Uh, my my original Switch in the office just for Super Smash Bros because that's what people use it for uh, and for capturing when I need to and then the rest I'll probably play on that thing Mm because I like that. I I like having that smaller device especially on BART. I don't know, having the Switch on BART I was always worried about someone just grabbing it out of my hand. I mean, I guess they could do that with this the tiny one. There's too. no way <laughs> but, but, yeah,
2: I got a firmer. No grip one has on that it. precise of a grab. <laughs> no. Yeah. Tim got it. Uh, our office copy and has been using it all weekend. and He came back with raving impressions of it. And mm. when I held it, it was that immediate thing of like, man, I don't need this, but I want this so bad. Yep. And like, yeah. And yeah, like, I like take it away because like, it's got such a great form factor to it. Yes. It obviously feels like Vita, which I miss every day. It's right there ready to go. Like and like it, it felt awesome. Yeah,
5: yeah
0: totally. When I, when I got it and like set everything up and started playing. I'm like, I didn't need this. Yeah, I yeah. did not need this, but I'm happy I got it.
3: So uh, Miranda Sanchez from IGN gave me the brilliant idea. She and I are going to do this. Wait until they inevitably release an Animal Crossing version and then get that for Nice people. and oh. smart of you. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what that looks like because you know they're going to do it. God, and then, then time I will time buy time the time time. thing that I still do not need.
0: Greg. Yeah. You and I <laughs> went to go see a game. We sure did. What game was that? That's The Last of Us Part 2. Finally. Whoa. Uh, this is the... We, we, it was yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah, yeah it was yesterday. was yesterday. It feels... It's been a blur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been up at four the past couple days, so I'm exhausted. Uh, but anyway, we saw The Last of Us 2. We got to play about two hours of The Last of Us 2 in L.A. Ooh. In L.A. La La yeah. Land, Hollywood. Yeah. So much emphasis on that. How
5: Jason Sudeikis was my Uber driver. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: overall impressions, man. Based on what you played, man. Cyberpunk is going to have to bring everything in the video game universe to stop this game. Yeah. This oh. game. I I have talked to no one else about it. So I'm very interested to okay. actually have a conversation. Okay. Well, I mean, somebody who's played it, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, I was going to
4: say, we talked about it literally last night. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Let me
2: rephrase. I haven't talked to somebody who's not a moron
5: about
4: it. <laughs> I wasn't invited. Right?
2: <laughs> but yeah, like I, it like it floored me on just about every level. And I think that saying something as The Last of Us is amazing. We hmm. all know The Last of Us is amazing. So you assume Last of Us Part Two will be amazing. And getting in there and from the... Fidelity of how it looks from how it runs from me being on a horse in snow, walking up to a red, ran-
3: red, dead, too. I know, yeah. but hey, guess
2: what? It, it's fun to ride this horse. Uh, hey, walking dude. up to uh, yeah. walking,
3: oh, up, right? Don't say dude, that I'm around, these yeah, parts. exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: but riding over to an evergreen, a random evergreen tree that's not on the critical path and bumping into it, watching like it dynamically move and snow fall off of it. You're like, oh my god, and then. Like, you know, the demos are split in two very different ways, right? Where we did the initial one, which was patrol, and then the next one, which was suburbs. Uh, Patrol being in the winter, the day after, uh, or, yeah, the morning after, the e3 barn scene where they kiss for the first time yeah. and then suburbs being i i'm guessing it's in the seattle suburbs uh set seems like summer that seems like the summertime yeah. everything was overgrown You're in shorts and it's very hot looking it was both the fact that like the cold made me feel cold and it made me think about like the way they do crunching snow sounds and breaking mm-hmm. ice sounds and little things like that to let alone the snowstorm you get caught in then suburbs being that hot thing but from the first part being basically all about story and being like the narrative story driven let's just talk game i love and like hearing about what joel and ellie are literally up to on a daily basis and who uh, you know um who dina is in this whole relationship and finding her out to then jumping to the combat and the combat i honestly feel and granted i'm coming off it and i'm, I'm high off it right now but i do feel the most intense combat i've ever had in a video game like yeah. my, my heart pounding in my chest like everything was a scrap that i could have gone either way Every time like Ellie's on the ground and I've just shot something or jumped on a dog and stabbed it in the neck a million times to kill it. Like mm-hmm. it was that moment of her bandaging and breathing and me bandaging and breathing and trying to figure out what to happen next. I,
0: I walked away after that second demo shaking like I, yeah. I wow. like the adrenaline was going through me. And, and I remember after I finished it, I just sat there for a little bit and I walked over and I, and I like could not sit down. I just kept walking around <laughs> and then I finally sat down and Neil Druckmann walked over and he was like, it was fun watching you play. And I was like, <gasps> Neil Druckmann know. said it was fun watching me play. <laughs> Jesus um, has but, like, seen I, 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 I like couldn't say anything because I was still, like, just like so tense. I was just like, thank you. And I was just, like, processing it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a little background, too. I played the hell out of the first one. Um, I didn't get the platinum because. Bad I, trophy I, list. Bad yeah, trophy yeah, list. It, We can all admit it. I got stuck on the one where it's like, you got to have a conversation. You got to have those, like, optional conversations with everyone Did you do all the multiplayer stuff? I did most of the multiplayer stuff. That was stuff.
2: the thing for me where it's like, you can play for after in-game. It was like a certain amount of days. And it's like, you can play it 20 days. Not in real time, but a really a long time. And fail and it's over. And then you have to do it again. I'm like, yeah. fuck that. No. I'm never doing that. Can I curse on this podcast?
4: We <laughs> usually... <laughs> That's fine. We can beep. We're too no, long. It's yeah. gone now. Sorry. There you go.
2: Yeah.
0: But, but yeah, so I, I played the first one many times. I played it on grounded mode. Uh, mm, so I am very excited for this game. And I was definitely blown away it's more last of us right like i think you know i wouldn't say last of us was divisive but there were definitely people out there who just like it was too dark for them it was too much
3: i know people who didn't like it because they thought joel's a bad character like i've heard lots of different opinions like the last of us is one of my it's like in my top five games of all time i really love that game i i there are people i really whose opinions i really respect who don't like it not because of the tone but because they don't think the writing is good like it's valid but i'm also like it's gonna be so good. Like, I'm so
2: <laughs> yeah. Last of Us, yeah. Game. Like, I, I, I agree with the like. For me, and it was full spoilers for the Last of Us. When the Last of Us ends and you're in the hospital mm-hmm. and the doctor pulls the scalp on you and there, I, w- I remember waiting for the choice to pop up. Yeah. And it's gonna be, are you gonna save her or are you gonna let this happen? And then I got stabbed in the neck and killed. And I was like, Oh, I have to do this. Yeah. And I went in there. I remember shooting and it all happened. And I remember I put down the phone and I texted my friend at Naughty Dog and I was just like. I'm the bad guy, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, are you the bad guy?" And I'm like, "Joel is a bad," and I'm like, "Joel's not a bad." Guy. I'm like, "Joel is a bad," guy. and it was like yeah. that thing of I didn't like that in terms of my own person, well, but yeah. I loved the story, and I love yes. that they unflinchingly <laughs> told me a story that, like, here, this is what we're telling you. This isn't choose your own adventure we're telling you exactly what happens
3: i i count it as one of my like favorite video game endings too yeah. like mm-hmm. like Dude. up there with like red like red dead one i really think it's strong they stick that landing i like that you don't have the option i i I don't know. I really think the writing is is really strong. I do too. Yeah, no. I'm
2: yeah.
0: So we'll get back to the last of us two in a second. But did you also know that you don't have to shoot the doctors in there? Well, I mean, it sounds Wait, like you really? did. <laughs> you <didn't> <laughs> to- well, I got stabbed. In the- I got stabbed
1: for sure. So
0: can so, so, I just f- scare them with the gun? Yeah, you can scare them away. So I, oh. I I kicked open the door and I was like, you're not touching her, and and shot all of them, and then I did it again, and it was like, oh, you can just walk up and take her, and they just kind of back off and like you really? do. Really?
5: Wow. Is- so you do yeah, have yeah, some choice. I, you, you,
0: I mean, you, you have a choice in that, but like. Like you you still, you know. Still in the long run. I was like, I would save humanity. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um but yeah, so so playing The Last of Us Two uh and that combat system, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. is is the is so intense. Like like all the animations, the way the noises Ellie makes, like when you kill an enemy, you hear them shout that person's name like, that was the I don't thing know, dude yeah.
2: like when now when you shoot somebody they'll be like abigail like Yo, like they no. are calling when you kill the dogs they were calling out the dogs names yeah. and it was like wow, wow. what a yeah. great yeah. fucking i'm movie. gonna cry
3: playing this game dude. totally yeah.
2: and like the combat especially for what they were talking about right like i'm sure you got the I, we weren't in the same session right I, no mine my, my
0: was the morning one so it
2: was that thing i'm sure you got the same session from neil coming up there and talking about like you know this is the biggest in terms of scope and scale and story and everything we've done right and I didn't understand what they meant. And when he started going through all the different stuff of like, uh, Ellie's more athletic than Joel. So she has a dedicated jump button. She has a dedicated dodge button. Like she can move around more. You're like, Oh, that's cool. I don't understand. And then playing the game and seeing it all in action in this suburbs part where it was fighting people, It all made sense for me Mm -hmm. of like cool like I'm dodging around now while you're trying to stab me you can dodge also shoot if somebody's trying to shoot you you dodge around it's harder for you to get shot Uh, you know jumping on a thing sure but it was the scale part of the dogs when they're out there will pick up on your scent so you have to throw stuff to distract them and then you can run up and knife them and Mm -hmm. that's how I did it. you can shoot them and do a bunch of different stuff but inevitably since I'm playing this for the first time and these are all mechanics I've been introduced everything turns into a crap show, right? I'm yeah. just like, I run up and stab the dog so the guy notices, <laughs> so I shoot him and so I'm throwing them off. But it was that idea that uh, I broke, you know, the first time when it went FUBAR, I ran into the house and then out the back door and then into the other house and then out the window and it was like, Oh, this map's huge in terms yeah. of like, I can actually go and get lost, like literally not in, or in the way that, you know, how games have always done that before of like, Oh, lose your attackers or whatever. This one was, you could easily see like they'd come to where they had seen me and then it was suddenly, I was in control now of like, all right, cool. I've lured two of you this way. How am I going to take you out and how am I going to use it against you? Yeah. I see it-
4: that as an evolution, like from the sounds of it, it sounds like less of an evolution of The Last of Us and more like an evolution of what they were doing with Lost Legacy. In the way mm. that you could dip in and out of stealth,
1: yeah, like the bigger environment, sure. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, wow, that makes sense. Hook. Yeah, I, I would still <laughs> no grapple on <and> hook yet. <laughs> at least what we played is still tighter than Lost Legacy. Sure. Like it's not as open. But uh, to your point, like one thing uh, I noticed was that, it, like, like Ellie's agility feeds into that more open level design because you never really felt trapped in a corner. And that yeah. was one yeah. thing in the last, the yep. first Last of Us game where this is this is the route you're taking you're gonna have to fight these people sure you can maybe go right or left or whatever uh and if you get caught you're probably just gonna get back to the corner and this i never felt trapped someone would notice me and i'd look behind me and i'd see a window i could h- hop out of and because i was Ellie, because the des- the map design the level design was more open i could hop out that window i could run back there i could lay on the ground crawl under a car or something like that mm-hmm. wait it out but you couldn't stay there too long because the dogs are constantly sniffing you out. Like if they, basically, if you pull up your listen mode, you can see the scent you leave behind. And if a dog intersects with that scent, then that dog will just follow that path until it gets to you, unless you can break that scent somehow. Uh, So so you're kind of forced to constantly move. And, And I think that all feeds into Ellie being more agile, the levels being more open. And it, it just, it really
2: embraces that sort of hit and run tactics. And that was the thing is like, once it started, it was like, it's go time. And it's yeah. what you're talking about of the intensity of it, right? Where I like it, my heart pounding, your adrenaline, where it was that, you know, it, in the last of us one, it felt like they were almost puzzles in terms of what the order I should be to take people out. Yeah. How what, yeah. Okay, cool. And if you screwed it up, you're going to die and you're going to redo it. And this one was the opposite of that, where it was like, it felt real in a way of I'm actually engaging with these people and what I've caught them off guard they've caught me off guard what's going to happen there was one where you know I was sneaking on I think it was a bookstore and then I went in the classroom and then people came in and it was like three groups and I waited and waited and the dude came around and I stabbed his dog and he freaked out and they started screaming and running in and then I jumped up and I dodged around a bunch stabbed him got shot a bunch dropped down got the shotgun shot her then they heard the commotion they came in like there's this new thing of when there's cracks in the wall or things you can squeeze past, pushing forward and hitting X, and then you squeeze through, and the, the other people do it too. So, this other person came in, I was like, ah, oh, and I'm down bandaging myself, and I'm gra- and like, I was cycling through my weapons. I was using everything I had. They, you know, most times when games give me traps, something to set to booby trap, I'm always like, I will never use this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the thing of like, okay, well, I'm going to put it in the grass, and then the dog will come get me, but it'll blow up them, but then I'm, they'll know, and it's like, hmm. it was just as ever evolving. How am I going to tackle the situation, and get out of the situation? Did you
1: guys get to fight infected?
2: yeah the Mm -hmm. first part uh so the patrol is uh uh, dina and ellie out patrolling for infected through these different things and they have all these different checkpoints you go into and and write in a logbook that you've done it and eventually yeah basically we played all the stuff you saw from the trailer Mm -hmm. so they go in to investigate and that part where ellie falls through the roof uh, and Mm -hmm. lands out there that's where you pick up and that's your first set of infected and that was you know fun learning the ropes again with them because it's been so long and i'm like wait so can they see me? I forget. No, yeah. they don't see me. Okay, cool. But then there's these new giant dudes that explode and poison you. Okay. And it was yeah. like... Yeah. I was my
1: next question. of Like, is there different infected? And did it feel different fighting them here than it did in the first
2: Last of Us? It felt, I think, this time around again, more empowering. You know what I mean? To get in there and realize, of course, that they're not the biggest threat. Like, you know, okay. man's inhumanity to man is. <laughs> but like, you know, these guys are dumb idiots that I can get around and do it. But then yeah. it was the thing of like, oh, that one is brand new. And I try to treat it like the other ones. And they just... Exploded and poisoned me, and it was the same thing from that would happen in the suburbs later in the demo, where I'm running and I'm poisoned, and my health's dropping, and I squeeze through the crack, and I just get far enough away to bandage myself up. And I was like, that was awesome.
4: To take yeah. it back a second, and this might be I don't know, like a boring question, but to to your point about keeping up the intensity and the original Last of Us feeling like a puzzle, and you know, if you fail the puzzle, you kind of restart the checkpoint. What is checkpointing like? It because seemed if you like are keeping like that intensity going. How would you even find a good point to take a player back to?
2: now of course this is pre preview code so it seemed like it was based on like your like there's different I, not this isn't exact, but like car loads of people, right. so once I took out a section of car, the, with these gr- this group that I'd done in one area And I progressed to the next thing because we're all trying to find we're, mm-hmm. Our thing was to try to get to Tommy and there's like smoke in the distance So we're winding through this neighborhood of blown out houses and all this stuff I'd kill one group right or clear the one group move into the next and if they killed me It would start me pretty much from where I, I stopped the last group gotcha. Now the thing about it was though that it, it loaded instantly yeah did you all see right. this i would die and it would come back and i was like oh okay So i,
0: I didn't even notice it loaded that quick because it has that tip screen it's like x to continue and i thought it just meant x for another tip yeah and then, and then i found out i was like oh actually it, it's, loaded. And it's, so, I, it's and just, so it's one
2: of those it's just a tip screen I, I don't, don't know, know if do. that's vertical slice stuff or if that's just for this demo or whatever but it was like again like those kind i remember when you die in a long stretch of the first last of us like oh, oh crap all right yeah. well. and like yeah. to get back into it immediately it kept up the intensity of like that's all cool. right cool i gotta move on i gotta get these people yeah the the dogs were tricky too. Like yeah. The, the dogs was, made it tough. That, and <laughs> that was the thing of like, I know that I'll learn a better way to do this. Like eventually yeah. I had it where they were following my scent trail and I was coming up on the dog as it did that. But even then I didn't get the normal, I didn't think kill command, but it might've been that they noticed me at the last second, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But there's so much happening in that game. Are,
1: are there, reading, <laughs> oh. sorry, are there infected dogs?
2: Not that Ooh, we saw. Yeah,
3: uh, not that we saw, no.
4: I was reading Phil's um, preview that you can read on Gamespot.com. The yeah. and, aforementioned Phil Hornshaw. Yeah, and... Uh, genuinely like the things that excited me most and this is very strange but like the fact that the the, uh, enemies have names Mm -hmm. i that was blew my mind Mm. but also the fact that you don't have to craft shivs anymore yeah you You got that switch so
2: so that's another thing i
0: wanted to bring up too. uh you can stealth kill clickers now without having a shiv which is kind of nice because especially on grounded mode it's like you probably get two shivs the entire game wow so it was kind of like all right, I guess I'm just avoiding every single clicker I find, but but yeah, like you do feel a little
2: bit. And more that's in the power. little stuff, right? Of like I, you know, I want to play Last of Us again before I get to Last of Us 2. Yeah, yeah. I,
4: know.
2: I know. Thanks to PlayStation Plus, uh, <laughs> it was that idea though that I'm like playing it and the dodging and the jumping and then yeah the switchblade i wasn't even thinking i mean like dodging and jumping i guess i was but like the switchblade stuff i wasn't thinking about like oh man this is quality of life improvement that they've actually listened yeah instead i was thinking of like when i'm meleeing with the switchblade and eventually you know i pick up a machete or a hatchet and i was like oh this is a much better way i forgot about yeah. that mm-hmm. but meleeing these people with the switchblade is terrifying and horrifying because yeah. you're like just swinging flashing. and like you'll cut them on the cheek and you'll see it on their cheek and oh, it's just wow. like oh yeah the game is grotesque in terms of its violence.
3: Yeah. When I saw it at E3, I saw like a behind closed doors thing at E3 2018 and it looked like you press a button and there's a scripted sequence. Like that's how personalized the comment Mm -hmm. looked. And then I asked about it in the interview after and they were like, no, that's... None of that's Yeah, you're tapping the button. That's, you're, that's, you're doing that, yeah. yeah. That's active. And I was like, and again, holy so, shit. So it seems
0: like it's the X button. Like when you get into some of those tight spots or something like that, Jake, if please, you hit...
4: The cross button. Oh, yeah,
0: oh, the cross oh, button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it seems like when you get to some of those tighter areas, like if you just hit the cross button, I did it. Ah! You'll just go right through it. Uh, and and they, they were saying that the technology that they've built for the animations, uh, I probably will butcher this, but but basically... They've created a bunch of keyframes that can blend in with pretty much anything you're doing at the time. So all your actions should feel pretty smooth. Like you know, how sometimes in games, if you flip around quickly, the character just kind of yeah. like bounces back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, while other games, you like see the character move around like this. The, at least what they fluid. were saying, yeah. They, they they've built a system where no matter what you chain together, it should still look and feel pretty fluid.
3: Right. So so what I was saying, what I meant with that was like, yeah, it's not like all of these are like set actions that Ellie does based on your inputs. It's like dynamic. Mm. I was blown away by that back then. And then it, it sounds like it is even more intense than I thought.
0: Yeah. And I noticed like naughty Dog's been doing this for a while actually, but, uh, Depending on where you kill someone, the animation can change, and I saw a lot of those, especially with like when you pick up a melee weapon, like a machete or hammer or something. Like if they're against a wall, it's pretty brutal. If your back is turned and you flip around and swing, it seemed it seemed different. So, yeah, it seems like there's it,
2: it, it was brutal. a lot, and I and I know yeah. this sounds goofy, but I I. Hadn't emotionally prepared for it <laughs> where it was that thing as I sat down and it was that in the room of banning yourself like I do not want to go back out there. I do not want to engage, yeah. but you do because it's like satisfying, but you don't because like I'm in that moment with her. Of like, this sucks. I don't want to kill all these people. <laughs> I don't fun. want to do all this stuff. Can Ellie swim? Great question. I, you know, do I, didn't do, know. <laughs> I didn't do one of the interviews with Neil. I didn't do one of the how's interviews with Neil. Question. I guarantee many, many an article tomorrow will tell you. How's yeah. <laughs> uh, how's How's crafting? Has that changed at all? No. Well, you actually would be a better source than me. You. you played more Last of Us, I think, than I did.
0: Uh, I, I mean, it, so like on the fly, it's still pretty much the same, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. you'll throw down your backpack and craft. But the one big difference I noticed was with weapon crafting. And it's one thing uh, Anthony Newman, I think the co-director mm, yeah, uh, pointed yeah. out, uh, was that they kind of got rid of like a traditional menu for when you're at a workbench. Instead, like if you want to upgrade your sniper rifle or whatever, uh, there'll be an animation of Ellie like pulling out the bolt and mm-hmm. like putting in a uh, magazine. Like she actually builds these guns in front of you. A- anywhere? No, no, you at, have at it's at a workbench. dedicated oh. Oh. A workbench. You walk up and you hit yeah. a power strip. It happens pretty fast, but okay. like uh, it's, it, it's one of those small things that I didn't even really think about, but mm-hmm. seeing it there, it makes you feel so much more into the action. And yeah. It's also kind of... Like it's a little, I don't know, unsettling seeing Ellie just like, totally. She took tear a part of the apart the gun, a gun yeah, in a couple seconds, and like she's like, "Oh, I can use this to give more ammo and like hmm. load it and put it back together within a couple seconds." And it's like, "I'm going to use that thing to kill a lot of people," and you just put that together and like. Three seconds.
1: Because, like, what? It's been five years since the previous game. Right. yeah (laughs) If I can trust this Instagram post by IGN, that is (laughs) right.
5: Six?
4: Wait, 2013.
1: Yeah. So six. six No, no, in the world. In the world. In the world. She's gone from 14 to 19. And so, like, at this point, she's like a stone cold killer, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah. She's seen it. She's seen (laughs) it for sure. Yeah. yeah. One of the things (laughs) we haven't talked about that I really, really loved is something you don't see a lot in video games is that, uh, oh, the door is locked, right? But if it's a pane of glass next to it, pick up a brick and throw it through the glass, Yo, and then yeah. crawl through the window. Cool. Like there, in like you get in. That's how I got into like a pharmacy and some other stuff. So I was grabbing, you know, the bolts all there that yeah. you need for crafting mm-hmm. uh, the supplements now to go in and make you know uh, uh, better listen mode stuff like that, more health or whatever.
0: I found it very satisfying to smash those windows. Totally, too, yeah, yeah. Like they're like, uh, like you know, you could just melee it, and I was like, yeah, but I want to throw a brick through the window because yeah. it's the end of the world, man. Yeah, Come on. man. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: what is the friendly AI like? Uh, Phil was kind of glowing when he was talking about it because it's it actually feels like your AI companion has impact this time. I feel like Ellie, when you played the original last of us, especially she was just didn't really do
3: much. Yeah. And now yeah. they're gals the being pals. Like gals what being a, pals. they can do anything together? <laughs> just be very, very good friends.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, what I don't when, when there was clickers, there was a few times where it would be like I went one way, she went the other, and we both took out you know clickers at the same time. Yeah, but she, she
4: wouldn't go like down, and you'd have to revive
2: her. No, 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 none of that and, that. and it was only and it was the same way of like the old times where like yeah. a clicker would see, like walk over by her, but it, she she wouldn't set him She's off. Uh,
0: apparently, they said they were working to try to make that not happen as much, but if you saw it, it's probably still gonna happen here and there. Like, how do you not let that happen? Yeah. Uh, but we also only saw like the buddy stuff in the first part which was pretty easy and like yeah, was for, kind of a
2: tutorial. Again for the first part it was mainly like we're giving you a story and you're talking yeah. to her and feeling it out and having these really cool emotional moments with her of like yeah. when you like somebody and you're not sure yeah. if they like you and you're like feeling it out and like there's one point literally Based where like.
3: Based those trailers I think they like each other.
2: Well like, this alright the tra- the trailer spo- spoiled stuff for you alright alright. Oh really? Just letting you know. Oh, oh. so they're
3: not, they're not girlfriends. That's
2: well, that's what the trailer ends with. It, like Our whole thing was to just lay it out on the table because I'm sure somebody else is ruining it in another preview anyway. <laughs> like you you ride through the morning after the kiss and you're acting like nothing's happened. And you're talking about your exes and riding and doing stuff, and eventually the snowstorm happens. You hole up in this place on the couch, and that's where that conversation of like, what'd you think of our kiss last night? You know what I mean? Like that's there's been a buildup of uh what are we doing and what's happening? And like, Ugh. and like and there's one part where like she says something, uh Dina says something, and Ellie tries to say something cool and it doesn't work, and Dina walks away, she's like, Shit. <laughs>
5: that's
2: like, what i uh, live for yeah. so
3: i'm so worried about dina getting fridged that's another thing is mm-hmm. like did you get any sense of what happens to dina no, i'm no, 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 so no scared that.
0: yeah my i my prediction is that something very bad happens to her and that's what sets ellie off on See, this of course path. Yeah. I, but that might be too obvious they well, didn't that's that's how the say thing that. starts. that's
1: then that's the thing too is that like you know the previous last was trailers last was two trailers have led us to believe that Joel's the one that probably died and Ellie's avenging Joel and so I I, I feel like I don't put him past them to be doing the same thing with this trailer where oh actually in the final game it's actually this third character that was their dog or whatever <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and got Tommy now. Yeah. yeah
1: now
2: they're avenging the dog or whatever yeah but, I have a yeah. question for you because we were talking about it today on Games Daily and it's mm-hmm. that kind of thing like outside of our wheelhouse for the most part yeah. right Is there a way to do that and not have it be just the trope of fridge? If we know more about Dina, if she's a well rounded character, does that make sense or like
3: Yeah, I think there's a way to do I mean honestly I think it depends on the quality of the writing and execution. Like I think the first Last of Us, like Sarah is fridged, right? Like Joel's daughter. Mm -hmm. So like that's technically a fridging, but which if you don't know what fridging is, it's like a, a dead character mostly. It's, it's basically usually having a, a character
2: yeah, just, yeah, that you've barely fleshed out in any way, shape, or form that you just kill to motivate the usually male character, right, to yeah. go f- forth and do something.
3: Yes. Um, As
2: made famous by the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern run.
3: Exactly. Thank you, Greg. No problem. <laughs> Good teamwork. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, then the subset of fridging would be um, queer tragedy. Uh, being like queer, a lot of queer stories end with Uh, heartbreak or tragedy rather than being happy together Um, so those are two complicated things but I mean I think that the first game handles it well because Joel so obviously uses Ellie as a surrogate for his daughter who died and then that becomes its own dynamic Um, I, I, I think it has to do with the execution I think it has to do with the character the trajectory of the story the themes um like yeah. I don't have like a rule book for it, so, so I think I
0: think one thing to point out, which they also said too, is that the f- like the first one wasn't really a revenge story necessarily. Like it kind of seems like it could be that way because his daughter dies, but you know, it's mostly about it's it's about it's Joel and Ellie. him
3: adopting a new daughter it, exactly. Yeah.
0: well, they said like up front, Neil was like, this game is about revenge and hate and how closely that is how close how yeah. how close that can be associated with love.
3: Uh, yeah, mm. so the I read an it's an old interview with Neil Druckmann where he talks about like, yeah, the theme of the first game is love, the theme yep. of this game is hate. Yep. Um so it's entirely possible that that Dina something bad happens to her. Or yeah. the
1: dog.
0: Or, or
3: the, the dog. You never know. But um
0: I, I think yeah. knowing Naughty Dog though, like I, I I think Blessing might be right though. I have a feeling like that might just be it's too too, ob- too obvious. Yeah. Yeah.
3: However, there is a poetic narrative purpose to repeating themes from a previous mm. e- and you know like in yeah. the sequel there's something poetic about like this has all happened before and it'll all happen again Battlestar like let's go
5: oh, yes. no. going
3: there <laughs> yes that was for you so and I mm-hmm. feel
2: like they're already hinting at that in what we played right because yeah. they are in a happy place obviously as they're feeling out this relationship and dealing with their normal every day and at one point uh Dina's talking about this other guy she used to run with who's passed away uh, and she's like oh yeah and he used to tell me stories about how Tommy would do all this stuff and I don't believe it like bad stuff and Ellie's like no nah, I totally believe it like Joel told me stories about horrible things they had to do to survive and so I do think that's going to be you hope right with Joel's introduction at the end that the narrative here is like listen kid like you you know yeah. you don't have to do this i've done this i've walked this mm-hmm. path and it doesn't yeah. fix it it doesn't yeah. help mm-hmm. they, they also said which phil mentioned
0: too like the last of us is called part two because it is a or at least this is what uh, anthony human told us during the interview it's it, it's not called last of us two it's, it's called last of us part two because it's very much a continuation of the relationship between joel and ellie uh so it it sounds like like those two characters are still gonna be the main focus in their relationship too mm-hmm. so I think you. I think you're right. It probably be Joel being like, oh, maybe yeah, you, tone listen, it down. Yeah, like yeah, I, I've, yeah. I've, yeah, I've done this before. Or and it's like not-
3: I'm already tainted. I can do it for you. Kinds of oh, shades. You know, like.
2: I mean, but look at how haggard he looks, he? That's yeah. the thing. Like that's, that's gonna the, be the big part of it. We
3: watched the trailer. Like in the, we have an area called the Speed Zone. And Speed we, Zone. We
4: watched. Oh, like,
3: just, there's a petition to rename it. Really? The
4: Blast Zone. Ugh. <laughs> no, because. Splash Zone. No, because we were watching we were watching Beyblade tournaments in there the other day. Wait, really? <laughs> Let it rip.
1: That sounds awesome. <laughs> I <Yeah. laughs> veto Blast Zone. But Wait, anyway, was Michael Hyman involved in
3: this? Yes. Yes. Of course. Um, but we were watching, <laughs> we were watching the trailer in there. The first thing everybody said when Joel's on screen was like, "He looks like shit, dude." All <laughs> like, crap. Yeah. like he looks bad. We're allowed to say shit, by the way. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, he looks he looks old. He aged a lot in five years. Yeah. So I didn't actually watch the trailer
4: until. So for transparency, it's Wednesday today, and uh, I was on a. It shoot. It is Wednesday, my mm-hmm. dudes. Uh, I was on a shoot yesterday, and I was um, like, I didn't get home until late, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna watch this on my phone. I'm gonna watch this. Mm, on my... Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna save it for tomorrow. I watched it today, and everyone else had already seen it and was like doing their own thing. And I was sat there, and then even though I knew that Joel was gonna be in it, as soon as he appeared on screen, I went, oh,
2: <laughs>
4: like yeah. a little, just a little emotional moment. And I was yeah. like, damn, I like, I love this game, but I didn't realize just how much I love. Yes. yes.
5: Yeah. I
1: had the same thing where when I when I first saw Joel, I wasn't expecting expecting it to hit me as hard as it did. And when I saw him and when they um. I forget. The, there was one line they said that I cannot remember, but there was a certain line uh, that happened, and I was like, I got immediate chills.
3: Yeah. Oh, when he oh, says, like, "I'm um, not gonna let you do this alone." Yeah. Yes,
5: yes. Yeah. And
1: I was like, Oh, let's freaking go! <laughs> yeah. and Joel looking like white Morgan Freeman. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was, I was super hyped from that.
3: Are we uh, all gonna replay the game, the original, before this one comes? Yeah. yeah. So I, I've been I watching
4: um, Simon Cotty and Joe Scrabble's play it on IGN. They have a new series and. I I started watching it just because they're my friends, and I was like, oh,
3: yeah, you know, I'll watch them. And then I was like, damn, I want to replay this game. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to. I played it, I've only played it on PS3, and I played it on an original PS3, the one that's backwards compatible with PS2. Dang, like, yeah, I yep. played it on my That's God. the one I had. Fat. Honky. And I actually never played Left Behind, so I'm going to replay it. Oh, wow. It.
1: Really? Wow. Oh. Yeah. Do you know the story? No. I
3: very Wait, really. ruined it do you, about 10 I don't, minutes ago. I don't know anything do about know, Left
1: Behind. Do you know how Left Behind ends? No. So she doesn't You doing. don't say anything. <laughs> don't, go home, play it, don't like...
3: <laughs> look it's on Twitter like, after this I episode like I'll, I'll so play like,
1: Florence, you play Left Behind. <laughs> please play Left Behind because it's totally going to, like, yeah.
3: yeah. Ruin my life? No, it, well,
1: I mean, it, yes. yeah, But also, anyone, like... But in the good well, way.
3: Please Get, don't spoil it for me. I've lasted this long. I'm no, so I, glad
1: I didn't spoil it.
4: <laughs> two hours longish. ish It's not very long. When did it come out? 20...
3: Valentine's Day... 2014. 2014 was a really bad year for me. That explains a lot. Mm. Yeah, I was just depressed the whole year. I didn't really play anything. This that wouldn't explains, have been uplifting. Explains, <laughs> no, I mean, that explains how I, li- I missed something. Yeah. I was kind of like, how did I miss this? I was thinking about it the other day because I was talking to somebody about it. And I was like, I don't know how I What's missed it. What's
2: more that. ridiculous is you haven't had a spoil.
3: I, yeah. yeah,
2: dude.
3: There's a question in here. I've had, there are some crazy things I have not had spoiled. I did not have Red Dead spoiled for me before I played it. That's uh, insane. Seven years later. Um, I haven't had... Well, I can get into it. The thing is, I don't want to say... Everything you start
2: saying, people are going to start trying to come <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly. I don't want to say <laughs>
2: it. They'll weaponize all these weaknesses. <laughs> if any
3: of you email me with the spoiler- left behind spoilers, I will be so upset. I don't even want to say the other one. Because- yeah, you, you need to go home and yeah, play it tonight. please yeah. go play it. Yeah. It's real good.
0: Before we move on, any last words? Last no. of Us 2? Questions? Comments?
3: <gasps> it, uh, Callie's got one. Marijuana.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. so oh well, I guess yeah. That was that was That yeah. oh. was sweet. Yeah.
5: Because
3: I, right. I, I, <laughs> I was writing
0: part four twenty.
3: I was writing. Lucy like that. Shut up! I, I love that. I, no, I when I was writing the story about uh I was assigned a new story details article when the trailer was happening, and I was I had to be like. They are smoking what appears to be a joint. <laughs>
2: Breaking news. <laughs> I, really,
3: I really wanted to be like a marijuana cigarette. <laughs> you know, like I really wanted to go all in. But anyway, I had to say what appears to be because it That's has fair. not been confirmed.
0: So this next story, it's is not, even- not really a story, uh, but I missed the state of play because I was in oh. L.A.
2: I didn't miss it. Uh, all right. Fun, I watched
0: it, it while waiting for my presentation to start. <laughs> I was in the middle. Actually, I think I was done playing it, so I could have watched it. But...
3: It's, it was fine. It was fine. I don't think I honestly. Any highlights? I honestly. Oh Last God, of God. Us. <laughs> we, I don't want to, not to like be dismissive of smaller games, but like we've already been going for a while, and I don't think we need okay. to, to run through the state of play. We do have, you know, we. we no, there, it there on was Game a Spot. crucial piece of the state of play
4: that I have highlighted here, all in caps let's just do that then where was batman <laughs> oh my god everyone was so deflated when there was no batman in this and office there was no batman in inside xbox either
0: yeah how was how barrett
2: Hey, Barrett was not good if you don't know Ooh. kind of funny we have a, a little boy named Barrett Courtney who works there who lives and dies only I, for Batman his entire Twitter feed was it's happening it's happening I cannot wait like I, I subscribe I was already subscribed to the Batman Arkham subreddit and I had to unsubscribe because Barrett is the living embodiment <laughs> of the subreddit like yeah. he'll just tell you everything and anything
4: so I, I tweeted out um, like a gif of uh, sad Batman from the animated series and I just said like where are you at though someone replied to me and I don't, I'm not saying this to make fun of him, of this person, but I just really enjoyed the wording that they used when they replied, which was, I'll believe WB Montreal has a game in development when I have the game in my hands. I'm done being their fool.
5: <laughs>
4: Honestly, one and of like, my favorite
3: tweets I've uh, ever seen. I,
4: like, he's incredible. And the thing is, I feel the same way. I just want to know, I just want to know what my great bat son is doing. Scott Snyder tweeted it out on the yeah. weekend. Like, one in Montreal are tweeting something. You're done. I wonder, I wonder full. if they
0: tweeted it and everyone's like, oh, state of play. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were clear. I thought Someone there was nothing else. Someone
5: on the
4: marketing team is like, Ooh, I didn't really think that one through. I mean, at this stage, I can understand why they wouldn't want to share the limelight with, I mean, I think any other state of play. They could have just dominated and it would have been the conversation. But unfortunately, this was the last of us state of play. And yeah. so I can understand why they wouldn't share the limelight. But at the same time, I, I just want to know, man. I replayed uh, Asylum and City and half of uh, Night, and then I emigrated. So <laughs> I didn't finish, I
5: night.
2: we don't stand for replaying games <laughs> here in America. <laughs>
4: uh, and yet, last year, and they are. Just so far, and like Origins is, which is the one that Warner Bros Montreal uh, worked on, is really underrated. Yes, they were giving away a bunch of like all the Batman games for free over the weekend. It was the 80th anniversary. Time is nigh. please.
2: Just it's. I mean, just. that was the thing with them missing both these. It's like, all right, cool. So they're just gonna announce it one day. Is it a Game Informer cover? Like, it's got to be. Yeah. It's just got to be the thing, and it, it is. I mean, as much as we want, it, it makes sense to put it into something it is a game big enough that they can shadow drop that they, they can it. totally House, do it. just put it out and you wonder more of the fact if yeah like alright you're teasing it with the 80th anniversary great get people stoked Then it's like oh, there is a state of play well I guess we gotta let it cook an extra week you know what I mean let it go and come out uh, next week or whatever because it's like when it happened, it was a conversation of like, oh man, is it going to be th- is it gonna be State of Play or Game Awards? And I was like, it is way too... If you're teasing now for the Game Awards, get out of here. Yeah. And it's like, now that it's passed, it's like, yeah, that yeah. can't be right. If you're that not can't- Jeff Keeley, you don't get to tease that far in advance. Exactly. I was wars. like, well, no. I, and even that's the thing. It's like, even Jeff wouldn't do that. <laughs> even, even Jeff has morals, people. You want to do this. Like, it's I assume it's just going to be a random day we wake up or another tweet. Because again, it was first tweet from WB Montreal in four years and it was oh, to the really?
3: p- oh that's like yeah. when the cyberpunk account beep
2: oh, yeah, yeah 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 right we so it's like we're back up. we have to
0: be close but when and where who knows well this really podcast goes up Friday so my money's on the announcement <laughs> tomorrow
5: yeah right <laughs> uh, <Dave Aldous laughs> instantly
4: uh, but real talk uh, like Scott Snyder who wrote the Court of Owls yeah. run uh, a couple years ago he was the one who was quote tweeting like oh something exciting is coming dude if they do Court of Owls
2: no, oh, was his hashtag right yeah <sighs> Oh, wow. it looks like some kind of mashup with yeah. Rachel Ra- Gould.
4: Yeah. Oh god. That that run is so good. If you haven't read it, I strongly recommend you go check out co CoSign. Um yeah, I would I would just freak out. I will freak out. I'm preemptively freaking out because I love the Batman game.
2: So the next question though is, do you think that is WB Montreal going to use the Origins engine, the Rocksteady stuff? or to get away from that since they were the redheaded stepchild every time there's a package of the games it's the rock city games Mm. are they going to do their own art style is it a batman game they're making but it's their own batman game
4: oh that's a very good question
2: because I've for the longest time in my head I was just like yep it's going to be another prequel sequel to Origins this Mm. is what happened and then somebody started talking about it and we started and I was like I guess maybe that could it sounds ludicrous Mm. but if you do want to not live in Rocksteady Shadow the rest of the time if you do want to be like this is a even as WB this is a premiere Batman game we're making right you need it to be its own thing otherwise yes it will be like it's good but it's not Rocksteady good and Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll get that no matter what it's weird. I don't I know. I mean,
4: like, do you even think it would be Bruce Wayne?
2: I don't know, man. I don't even know anymore. The rumors we've heard about these Batman games of, oh, it was going to be Damien, but it's not in the Archimedes. Well, it's going to be I was like, what? I don't. The Why did that even make sense? Why would you do it if you're going to do it that way? Like, I don't. If, if it's Batman Beyond, we'll all lose our minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what it could be. But it could be, I mean, if it just had a different art style, if it still had, I, I, what I was pitching the other day was, uh, you know, how everything, every third person action game has skill trees now and Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Odyssey on jazz. What if it was that we were building our own Batman, right? And it was oh. that he could be more of a detective. He could be more of a brawler. He could be more of a martial artist. Like mm-hmm. if you could go in there and invest so that we actually did have different takes on the same thing. That was so good. Yeah. Oh. Gadget Batman, you know, I mean, more gadget based than yeah, brawling yeah. based.
0: Well, we've been going on for a while, but Hell we've got yeah. some listener questions that I want to get to. Uh, first one comes from Matt Hawking from St. Paul. Is that Minnesota? Minnesota? That is Minnesota. <laughs> loving, the new, loving the new podcast. I'd love to know what the crew's personal gaming white whales are. What game achievements did you never finish that still haunts you? Despite pouring several dozen hours into it twice, I've never finished Final Fantasy VII. I also beat the old computer RPG. Never beat. I also never beat the old computer RPG Buck Rogers Matrix Cubed, despite starting it at least 10 times over the years. Thanks.
4: I never finished a Zelda game.
0: What really? Dang! Whoa! Wow. This
4: is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
0: this yeah. is. I don't know. Our, uh, we'll, yeah. see our, we'll see if we'll see our listeners. React. Our
3: listeners have been lovely. That's
0: yeah, true. our listeners
4: have been great. Um, yeah, that's my 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 big gaming well. Hmm.
5: Huh.
4: Um, I like. I never really had Nintendo growing up. Uh, I was more of a PlayStation and PC gamer. And yeah, feel feels bad, man. <laughs> I I enjoyed Breath of the Wild, and then when did that come out? 2017. Mm-hmm. Oh, the bad year. The bad, like, I had a lot, like, a very turbulent 2017. Oh, oh, yes. I moved like three times. I had no, a I... really bad gotcha. breakup. And I started Breath of the Wild, and I think I got like 15 or so hours into it, and I was really digging it. And then just like life happens, right? Sure, sure. And so I never finished it. And now I feel like I'm at a point where. I don't have time to go back to it, mm-hmm. um, but I do desperately want to. I think maybe because ma- I'm trying to run, you know, like a PS4, get like a, a like a, I don't know, like a PS4 Xbox game <laughs> at once and a Switch game, like a Switch. It's
2: too much. You can't do. Got to yeah. commit.
4: So like, I have one big Switch game on the go at once. So right now, I'm doing Fire Emblem in the background, but at the same time, I'm still playing stuff like Control and Borderlands. So I think after I finish Fire Emblem, my next like. Long running, ongoing Switch game will be Breath of the Wild. Mm. Find a game.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. When you said bad year for a second, I thought you meant bad year for video games. Like, oh, no. How dare you? <laughs> 2017 <laughs> was a delight. Year. Golf story was
3: 2017. Uh, so,
1: yeah, that's mine. You want to go, Kelly?
3: Sure. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Wow. That's my one. Which, when I said a lot of people expect me to be a JRPG person based on every aspect of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> uh... The first thing is, like, there's been times at work where they're like, oh, Kelly, can you do the Square Enix thing? And I was like, I not have really. some news for you. <laughs> uh, no, I cannot. That would be a bad idea. Um, yeah, I I just never, I don't know, I'm not really attracted to the typical, like, uh, a more classic old-school JRPG. Um, I played some Tales of Symphonia. You know, I play, like, we talked about, like, Pokemon. um, those kinds of things. And there's other Japanese games I really enjoy, especially we'll get to the more niche stuff. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, like Final Fantasies was not the thing I was picking up. I was like, I'm gonna play Zoo Tycoon all day, every day until my motherboard is dead. Like I, like that's just, that's how I, I gravitated towards like management games more mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah. And then of course the, the other thing would be the games. I'll just say it because I trust everybody and I trust our listeners I've never played Bioshock and I've never gotten spoiled.
4: Wow. How? You got between now
1: and the time this podcast posts yeah. <laughs> to like go so in unspoiled.
4: I think I, I knew that about you, but I think we've talked about it before. And I, I find myself inadvertently being like, I've played Bioshock, um, like a few times now and it's just such a part of Gaming I know. vernacular.
0: That was a now.
2: moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Ludo narrative dissonance dissonance stop, stop like this. came out of
2: that. <laughs> Have you started it and don't enjoy it? Or is it
3: No. I You should just, just get jump in there. It. Just get it. I own it. Um I started Infinite and I didn't like it. Yeah, oh,
2: that's a very, very different, different. That doesn't count. Infinite yeah. is better though. I'm sorry. Is that a
1: joke? That's just a that's just personal taste. I know that's overall I mean, people. This up and comer opportunity
2: is canceled. I
1: don't know, I don't know why I believe is like Bioshock is by far better. I I enjoyed Infinite better. Wow. But
4: um,
0: yeah. I might agree. Thank you. Thank <laughs> I you. might agree. I might. Those characters. I will say
4: yeah. that I uh, did start to replay I have the uh, the collection, the remastered, and I started to replay some Bioshock Infinite earlier this year, and um, doesn't hold up. Does not hold up that
1: well. I also played it earlier this year, and mm-hmm. once I changed the control scheme, oh, because like it's like I think you click the uh, control uh, the analog stick to aim, and there's a way to mm-hmm. rearrange that to where it's like classic first-person shooter controls. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that helped a lot. Yeah, but, your I mean, Plasmid
4: is on your. And I, I love this thing. I love Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. Oh, your vigor, sorry, not Plasmid Um, I love Bioshock Infinite a lot, and it has a very special place in my heart. But my
3: my real Deep down, love will always be Bioshock.
1: This is fair. This is very fair.
3: Yeah, so I got to play Left Behind and Bioshock. So please, before Friday, please don't come at me. I when did Bioshock two thousand seven two thousand seven Yeah, yep. yeah. That was a big year too. That was yeah. a big year. I was playing lots of different things that year, but also basically two thousand seven to like two thousand eleven. I was just like, I'm gonna study so hard and get into the best college, and we all know how that ended up. But um, I I played games sparingly and I've since been catching up slowly so I caught up with like Red Dead for example mm-hmm. but I, I it's one of those things I have to like be playing modern games for work and then I also have to I'm slowly picking catching at up. older games uh, like I'm still playing The Witcher 3 for example but nah. yeah yeah Bioshock right two is also great Meneva's Dead is the best
2: Steve Gaynor mm.
5: yeah.
3: really yeah, yeah. Yep. Den. I think I knew that and I mm. I just I was like it's Bioshock I need to filter it out of my brain
2: <laughs> don't um, listen and <laughs> <it>, forget everything
3: <laughs> anyway Greg <laughs>
2: I don't know where to start. You know what I mean. I feel like I have a million of. Them. I'll start with the one you're all thinking of, Jurassic: The Hunted. It was a PS3. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, I'm a trophy whore. I love a good platinum trophy, and I'll play terrible games for trophies. Yeah, it, like one
4: of the first things you said to me when I moved in was I'm so excited. Uh, hey, you've got a European PSN account, right? And I was like, yeah. Anyone? Can I? Can you put it on like my PlayStation, and then if I buy games on it, can I? Can I reimburse you? But I'll use it to get the trophies. Oh my like,
2: lord! Because that way I can triple <laughs> dip on games. You know, what I mean, I played. I get the bad ones in on PlayStation 4, Vita in the US, then on the European PlayStation account. Make it your master account. Download that your, your game there. Then put your American profile in the system. Then you can play all the games on the master account. Of European. It's brilliant. Oh my god! It's my a brilliant way to do what? it. It's great. It's a great way to game the system. So you're saying you have
3: no gaming white whales that you've done everything?
2: <laughs> no, that's the thing. Is I you, I'll list off all my terrible platinum trophies. But like if you added this up you could do anything. You know what yeah. I mean? Drastic right. the hunted I'm one trophy short on this PS3 game that's bad. And uh it's just it was to the point I'm like I hate this so much I have to stop and I hate that that that's there. But then like there's bigger stuff obviously like I uh, I loved Persona 4 Golden. Uh reviewed it for IGN, did all the different stuff. So excited for Persona 5 and I got 30 hours in and I'm like this is awesome. I need to move on. There was it was one of those things. There's so many um, games coming out, yeah. all this stuff's happening, and it's like one of the reasons Persona Four Golden works so well for me, and even like Persona Three Fez and stuff like that, uh, was the portability of it. Yeah. And without that, it yeah. was just like I I can't right now rationalize being parked here for 99 hours. That's and, my biggest
3: problem with Persona Five, also.
2: Yeah, because exactly. I love it. And I think it's I mean the style, the characters, everything. It's amazing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I need I, it on the go. I just needed yes. to move on yeah. from it.
2: Yeah, I'm with that, that mean? game is long. Yeah, um, and I feel like
1: after playing Persona Four Golden, uh, I think. My mind had just like, you know, just convinced me that Persona is, is meant for mobile or meant for handheld. And so mm-hmm. like, you know, I prayed and prayed like Barry Courtney, yeah. uh, kind of funny that mm-hmm. it would come to Switch and it just
2: just hasn't. Same. It hasn't. And it's like, one, yeah, as much as like, hard it is to play the amount of games that are out now that are just indies that are short, let yeah. alone dro- yeah. drop that much time yeah. on it. Of course, I'm
3: saying this, but I put, I've put 150 hours into Fire Emblem Three Houses totally. thus far and that game came out in July. I'm a hypocrite. No, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, I think the the portability, I can play it on Bert, you know? But I think that that speaks to, I did, I know, but I could.
2: (laughs) It's the same way where I'm not a JRPG guy. I love Persona, right? And there's other notable exceptions, but it is that idea that like, yep, Monster Hunter I, I world put 130 hours into, right? DC Universe Online I put like 900 hours into <laughs> in my lifetime. Like there are these games in Borderlands 3 I'm I'm playing all yeah. the time. But that's because I love that moment to moment gameplay way more than I love turn-based RPGs. Gotcha. And like and yeah. like I respect okay. that and like it and enjoy it and it works really well when it is. I'll bust out a little bit in this dungeon, I'll grind a little bit for a second on my vita and then put it down and then Doing that on PlayStation, though, it's like, oh, man, I want to move on to something else. I want to do this. I want to get into a different kind of game. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would say the reason I finished Persona 5 was because I had a bad year. Or, or not a bad year. I was just going through a rough time. So I was like, well, what else am I going to do? Like, I don't think I would have played that 100-hour-long game if I just didn't have a week of, like, bad things happening. So it's like, all right, I'm just going to sit down and play this and mm-hmm. forget about everything else and yeah, yeah. played yeah. the heck out of it. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special game for many reasons, I think, for me. How about you, Blessing?
1: Uh, so I was gonna say Final Fantasy because I've never beaten a Final that's Fantasy mine game that's too <laughs> yeah and like I start, I, I played like the first couple hours of 7 multiple times me too yeah, me yeah, too. yeah. I've never I've and I'm never just been. like I just don't have it in me um, I started playing 13 I can push through the first few hours um, I plan to play Final Fantasy 7 remake because it looks really cool Um, I've heard very great things and I'm thinking this could be the one especially since it's action based and not turn based I think that might be the thing that might pull me in um, but we'll see uh but one that's not final fantasy i will say mass effect uh i've always Mm kind of wanted to get into mass effect but it's always been a wrong place wrong time thing where Mm -hmm. uh i had the launch ps3 and like Ah. many of them it got the yellow light of death (laughs) and so like i just bought mass effect 2 and i started playing it and then my ps3 broke and that was the end of it for me i just never played mass effect
0: wow yeah wait there was a yellow light of death on the ps3 Yeah. yeah yeah
5: Yeah. I didn't know
2: they had their own red ring. <laughs> yeah, we that was the thing. That. Three red rings was so big that nobody <laughs> cared about the We yeah. I
3: mean, went Sony was probably so like, thank God. Yeah, our 360, like we got a graveyard at my house. But the our, I still have our launch PS3. I had my brother ship it to me and it's in my house now. It's still going. And It's still, ch- <laughs> still trucking, I don't know. I
4: think mine's at my mom's now. My old PS3. Mass Effect, uh, so I was replaying earlier... Like late last year, earlier this year, uh, Mass Effect, if you play it on PC and get mods to help eliminate those loading times, mm-hmm. still a great game. It's mm-hmm. very, the control scheme is, it takes some getting used to, and obviously it's very much a product of its time, but there is no other game that can rival it, I think, in terms of world building. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: I, this is controversial, but I think the world building in Mass Effect is better than Star Wars.
4: Agreed. Thank you. You mean like, so you're talking about
0: the movies and everything? Well, okay. I mean like if you include all the books and stuff like that, I'm sure sure that beats it in the end. But like Mm -hmm. comparing like my experience with episodes, or okay, I guess four, five, and six, uh, I enjoyed Mass Effect one, two, and threes, world building characters, aliens, Mm. story. I can see that. More than I think Star Wars. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. that's the power of Mass Effect, right? And how, I mean, now it sounds so cr- quaint, but like how crazy it was when that game came out. And they're yeah. like, we're making three of these? It's going to be a story? Your save's going to carry? I remember being in the IG and we are all like, what? <laughs> preposterous! That <Yeah. as laughs> impossible! And then yeah. to play it, yeah. And like, I mean, like Mass Effect 2... It's just such a masterclass. Yeah. And it is that thing of the payoff and those loyalty missions and going out and helping Jacob and going out and helping Jack. And you're doing these things. And I remember to that, I mean, those missions alone, I I have more connection to than star Wars. And I think it's because you're playing as that character, you're building that character, mm-hmm. you invest in that world. But that game is insane in terms of that.
3: It's also like the magic of, of that era of Bioware too. Like oh, I, I was so into KOTOR. I was way more into KOTOR's world than I was the star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I, my dad well, like, it was like, this is a movie you have to watch before you t- in order to live in this house. But like I liked them, but I loved the the way KOTOR captured Star Wars sure. and then and then moving on to Mass Effect. It's mm. just it's like a, a different way to experience the like a space yeah. adventure sci-fi stuff
2: but in reality yeah. isn't this like fish in a barrel like we're all games people we've dedicated our lives to it yeah. right yeah, so it's like true. it's gonna be hard for you to be like man i love this movie more yeah. than i love this game that's you know, true that's even good because i'm the same way with kotor yeah where it's like i was never a star wars person i watched them find whatever but playing that game and like joe lee and stuff and building your saber and the reveal oh. of who you were and the jeez louise yeah yeah oh.
0: Well, I'm holding out for uh, Mass Effect One, Two, and Three to all come out yes. on yeah. one disc, one really? playable story, like from start to finish, same engine, just all the way through. That'd be yeah, be great. That's what I'm waiting for. No. Never happened, but you
3: know. <laughs> give us what we want. <laughs>
0: uh i mean mine i was gonna say final fantasy as well because i never played final fantasy 7 either but i guess one that i'm trying to correct is i never played chrono trigger and i sit next to tomorrow and tomorrow's like mate you got to play chrono trigger so right. he said right. those words too yeah you could probably do it better yeah. lucy so i ordered chrono trigger the ds version because was like that's probably the best way to do it haven't started it yet i literally just got it today so i'm gonna try to check that off the list Which, so
3: for the record jake is actually a big jrpg person really like Jake actually is I, versed in JRPG's.
0: I, I don't know if I'm that versed but oh, yeah. Come on,
3: you you play Tales of Berseria. I do
0: and I'm very into Dragon Quest 11. Yeah.
3: But. so you actually like that genre so like telling you to play Chrono Trigger is a really strong recommendation cuz it's like automatically something, yeah, like, you're something
0: like. like Yeah, I know it's something I'm going to like. It's just for a while it, 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 i was like i got it on pc and they were like no you can't play it on pc and i was like fine i won't play it on pc then and yeah got it on <laughs> i'll phone. never like, play it you can't play it on your phone otherwise that's not the game and i was I like all don't. right well then, i'm not gonna play yeah, it on the, my phone the and
3: ds version is is like indisputably the the version to go for
0: yeah that's what i've heard um callie do you want to read the next question
3: sure and i imagine i'm going to be the only one speaking for this one anyway no we, we did expand the uh the topic but yeah Uh, Good afternoon, GameSpot After Dark crew. I was wondering if any of you play niche JRPGs, (laughs) (laughs) games published from NIS America, Access, and Idea Factory. A recent good one is Death End Request. Just like Steins Gate, it has the semicolon. I'm really appreciating the Steins Gate reference, where it is half JRPG and half a visual novel, set up in a broken, unfinished MMO. It also has some occult stuff going on in its story. I can give you the whole backstory, but probably best to just Google instead of getting a rambling from me. Um, that is from uh, Joshua from Modesto, California. Um,
0: so I added a note here. Uh, I said niche games that you might be into because, like I said before, I don't think many of us play niche JRPGs. I will say I play the Tales game, which I don't even think they're super niche JRPGs, but that's that's all I've got in terms of niche JRPGs. But yeah, so niche games um, that you might be into.
3: I I guess it sort of counts as niche, but like the, the shout out for NIS America... Made me think of Dongan Rampa.
5: Mm. And
3: I really can't go too long without talking about Dongan Rampa and how much I love it. It's so janky. Like the mini games in that game are like just busted, but like in such a good way. And I think the way the trilogy wraps up with V3 is s- some of the best shit I've ever <laughs> experienced. It's like honestly, I. I reviewed Danganronpa V3 and I gave it a 7 because it was like so hard to recommend. You can't play that game without playing the first two. It would not make sense to you. But the And and there's things about it where I was like, oh man, what the hell? But at the end I was like, oh, what the hell? And then like months later I'm realizing things about the whole series that I didn't realize before. And I'm still unpacking it. And I'm talking to like Ben Janka about it like every week I feel like. Mm -hmm. I just... I love that game so much. It really helped me fall in love with my Vita. Um yeah. yeah. And then the last thing I'll say is I really like Musou games. Mm. Really mm. like. I really like a Dynasty Warriors. Mm.
0: Yeah. What about you, Lucy?
4: I don't think I really... I'm very mainstream, I guess. I would say the one thing that I, I play a lot of is... Um, I, I don't know. I still feel like it's pretty mainstream. I play a lot of Picross.
3: Like a lot. I think that's that's niche, though. Like, I think the audience is really fervent, but I would um, still count that as niche. I um, before at least Apple Arcade came out. Um, my
4: Muni journey to and from work every day, I will do a ton of them. I worked out the last time I went back to England uh, on one flight. I did a hundred. Jesus. Oh, oh, my God. Wow. Um, I have. I I guess like I have a brain that I I like maths. And like, that was my subject at school is that I really enjoyed math. Could not tell you a we single- We just called math. We just called yeah. math. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. You're an American. Mathematics.
4: Mathematic. An <laughs> um, and, I, and I guess it like, it just makes sense to me. Like I, I did a lot of Sudoku and then I moved on. To Picross, I
3: love Sudoku too. Yeah. Sudoku's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So, so reviewed
2: so, those for IG. <laughs> Carol uh, Voldemort or whatever Sudoku. <laughs>
3: Back when IGM reviewed every single
4: game. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. the Jeremy Dunham days.
4: <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's like I, I guess it's not really niche, but it's I I guess it's it's a kind of game that's not necessarily thought of when you think of a typical video game. Yeah, no. Picross is great. Uh, Picross Luna on iOS. Pick it up. A nice little story.
3: I played a good amount of Pokemon Picross on 3DS, yeah.
4: uh, and the Konami one on iOS is Ooh. pretty good.
2: Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. What about you, Greg? <sighs> do we count Patapon? Like, does I, you know yes. where do we want? It? T- I My weird nerdy obsessions are Patapon, uh, Luminous... Uh, like puzzle games in general like that get me going like I, I know now tetris is on everybody the tip Every time tetris 99 right mm-hmm. tetris mm-hmm. effect obviously breakout things when sparkade came to phones If you remember this thing that was where you could put real money in and play games and try to win more money They had a tetris on there, and I was so happy I have never <laughs> been happier I was I just, like I mean I'm playing apple arcade stuff now, but it, it's rare for me to play mobile games and so like I was on this thing non-stop like there's something about that kind of stuff that scratches a interesting place in my head. Right. And luminous is like God tier puzzle game. I think it's better than Tetris. And like, again, they've made so many of those. I think they've gotten out more, but I think it is another one where it's not a lot of people are playing not enough people are playing those so that they are a super weird thing. Like when we, we were doing, uh, Tetris effect stuff and talking to Mizuguchi right like all I want to talk about is luminous and like I was showing him my scores and stuff and like (laughs) I remember when it it was uh, electric uh, symphony or electronic symphony was a on Vita as a launch title right I remember like uh, Milky was doing PR uh, social media stuff for it and he would like be tweeting, watching our scores go back and forth. I think it was me and Crescente, like back and forth, like or no Dale North. It was me and Dale North going back and forth, back and forth, like trying to set the records. Before I got out to everybody, and you know everybody's amazing, but yeah. those I like, I obsess over those games, and I can go for a good Luminous game, like on when I was playing them on PSP. Like I'd play for like one game and like hour and forty five minutes right before actually losing and stuff, and like try to oh get some, set God. those records.
5: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Isn't it fun when we when you get a game early? <laughs> and oh, you you're, think you're really good and yeah. you're on the top of the leaderboard oh, yeah. and you're like ah yeah, yeah. There, there I am right and then, there then yeah. they come out and then release
2: day immediately you're like oh man yeah, I'm bad at games 15 minutes yeah. later and you games,
3: never out. played it you're like I'm done yeah. I have achieved what I set yeah. out to achieve
1: how about you, Blessing? Uh, so I have two answers. Uh, my first one, since uh, the original spirit of this question was in JRPGs, um, I don't have a JRPG, but I do have a Japanese, uh, Japanese, I guess, franchise of games. This is a weird one to kind of nail down. Uh, Dragon Ball Z fighting games is, uh, yeah. have always been a thing that I've been super into. And so, like, starting from uh, Dragon Ball uh z budokai 1 uh 2 3 tenkaichi 1 i skipped 2 but then i got 3 and i was really into 3 um uh and then i think they went on to do like burst limit and raging blast uh and um i think they had ultimate tenkaichi was with which wasn't that great and there was like a dark era there yeah um but dragon ball fighters kind of brought it back uh for me in a really good a good way and so like you know all my life i've, I've been connected to dragon ball z fighting games even more so than the actual anime um, I I think I learned more about the Dragon Ball Z story from the games than I did from the anime, just because I wasn't really keeping up with the anime at that time. Because I did that with
3: One Piece. Did
1: you really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome <laughs> because like. Watching or playing the games before even watch, watching the show, I got um, especially in budokai one, two, and three, the same story just told in different ways, almost like you're reading like different versions of the Bible or something. Much shorter <laughs> like, too, I'm sure. Yeah, this um, is the King
3: James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's the
1: new uh, international version. That's a version of the Bible, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new international version Dragon Ball Z, and so that's my first answer. Uh, and then my second answer wait,
3: wait, before we hmm. got off the Dragon Ball Z, I have yes. two things. Um, uh, are you excited for Z Kakarot?
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I, so, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, let me back up. I'm excited about the idea of it. Yes. The gameplay I've seen so far has me like, all right, we'll see. Like the, the stuff with like driving and stuff, that sounds is cool. Is this in the theory. open world RPG it's, one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff, I'm like, this sounds cool in theory, but I want to see what the gameplay is like because, you know. The history
3: of not fighting Dragon Ball games, and this is, I I wrote the history of Dragon Ball video games for GameSpot, so I did a lot of research on this. It's not very bright. It's not. There's not a lot of good ones.
2: It's Um, not. I played it at Judges Week at E3. And it was just like, I don't know any of the source material. This yeah. is weird. I'm fighting these things. Like, the fighting was fun. Like, the three-dimensional space, you know, of, like, taking up in the ground. I was like, oh, this is what people mean by, like, he's Superman. Okay, I got what's happening. Yeah. But Did like- you
1: ever play Dragon Ball Z Sagas? Mm-mm. That one was, like, a, an action-adventure game for the PS2. Uh, probably came out, like, right after Budokai 3, I imagine. And yeah. I'm, I don't think I've ever been so disappointed <laughs> in a video game. But, yeah, like, I really want Kakarot to be good. But I, I'm, trying to ha- I'm trying to temper my expectations. Uh, and be cautiously optimistic about it because I That's fair. I I know what we've gotten in the past when it comes to Dragon Ball Z video games. But,
5: yeah.
3: yeah. The second thing I wanted to say, and I always say this when Dragon Ball comes up, is that if you haven't read the original Dragon Ball before Dragon Ball Z starts, mm. as kid Goku, that is some fine-ass manga. I
1: watched the anime okay, Dragon good. Ball, okay, and good. I love it more than Dragon Ball Z. Me too! Yes, it's, it's so good. It's so good. good um but yeah that's my first answer then my second answer one of my favorite games of all time is donkey kong 64 which, oh hell yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like it's not a niche game but for nobody ever like really puts it up yeah. there it's besides
3: like, Benjenka. yeah game ben Spot. janka's really
1: it biggest Donkey Kong
3: 64 I feel like at
1: every outlet there's always like one person that that loves Donkey Kong 64 and everybody else is just like what are you doing why Um, but I really love Donkey Kong 64 one obviously like nostalgia has a huge thing to do with it but I also think like the game itself is so underrated in terms of like character animation and just having like a large world like I, I say this jokingly, but I also mean it that like I feel like it's the Skyrim of the N64, <laughs> where it's just like this expansive world that you get to explore and kind of take at your own pace and kind of be able to choose, pick and choose what you want to do at what time, um, the more and more you open up the game, because um, depending on whatever Kong you're using or whatever level you're on, there's just like limitless options. Uh, I mean, not limitless, but, you know, there feels like there's the a time. lot of options. Yeah, yeah. at the time, like For the time. limitless options of what you can tackle and which order you tackle them in. Um, and the different um, uh, solutions to all the different uh, pop puzzles and obstacles in the game. Uh, yeah, so I I have like this just weird uh, love for Donkey Kong 64 uh, for those reasons.
0: Awesome. Cool. What do you think, Lucy? One more?
4: Yeah, let's do one, one more, more question.
0: Cool one. Does that work for you guys? Yeah. 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 All right.
4: All right. Um, wait, I scrolled too far.
2: Come on, Lucy. I'm sorry.
4: Uh, this is from Phil in San Diego. Hi Spotters! I've been struggling with, find- with trying to find a good balance of following stories, discussion and trailers for an upcoming game and not knowing so much that it affects my enjoyment when I finally get my hands on it. Some games show too much, like Metal Gear Solid 5, and I end up spoiling myself, while others I try to stay entirely blind to, then end up disappointed with them because they don't click with me, most recently agreed for. I feel the same as happening listening to every game podcast. Control,
5: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I
4: now know. No, I now know a lot of cool moments from these discussions, and I'm worried this will detract from my enjoyment when I finally play it. How do I strike a good balance to still be surprised by games? Additional question: What's the worst you've been spoiled on a game before?
1: That's gonna be hard to answer without
0: spoiling the game
4: yeah uh, we probably's sh- got
0: a good one that I think you already mentioned I already, the, I already told the, the story podcast. on the podcast,
4: but Troy Baker spoiled a death in the last of us <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> that was i think that that's maybe the worst- sp- i've been spoiled on a game i want to say or at least it's the one that's most memorable at least I think everything else i've if I've been spoiled, I've been like i'm still i it's fine you know mm-hmm. but um, in terms of finding a good Balance. That's a tricky one. So you you can either go... So like Tamor, for example, is not reading or watching anything to do with the new Joker movie because Mm. he's
5: such
2: a big DC
4: fan. He just doesn't... He wants to go in completely fresh. But then i don't know like
2: that's such a movies are always such a different thing of like less investment right okay it's two hours of your time that's fine yeah whereas this is like so much 60 bucks and it's do you like the story and do you like the gameplay and do you like all these different Um, parts of it mm -hmm. yeah i I mean just off the top of
0: my head i would say if it's a developer you like like maybe look at developers like if it's a developer you like and you know you're probably going to like the that because you like the previous games they made you like the games like it then maybe that's a good case where you just do a media blackout, right, and try to avoid everything you
2: can. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like debut yeah. trailers are usually good tone pieces for, like, yeah. okay, well, I like this story. Yeah, and then yeah. usually, like, an E3 stage demo is a good thing to show the gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. Of like you seeing that, yeah. and then that should be enough if you want to bounce and not have yeah. anything ruined. Yeah, that's yeah. A,
3: that's yeah. a good one.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I yeah. don't I don't recall what what did Metal Gear Solid Five ruin. Well,
2: I've I think we heard all this
3: before p- I've heard uh, Metal
2: Gear. Well, I'm not, I mean, like, I wasn't going to spoil. Oh no, I was
3: going to say. I think we. all
2: Metal Gear Solid Five. I think by the time that came out, we had all pretty much pieced together before we picked it up what was happening. Yeah. Because yeah, it I've was one of those games of like, what is? Like, if you looked at it, like, how is this happening? And then yeah. it was like, well, what about? Okay, that's probably what's happening. And then we got it. And it was like, yeah, that's what was happening. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. And that's supposed to be like a big reveal at the end. And it was like, nah, no, good. I figured this out. Similarly, I think like, and it's not even a. It's another Troy Baker story, not on purpose, mm-hmm. but it was a uh, Arkham Knight the first time we heard Troy's voice yeah. ruined what the kicker of Arkham Knight was yeah. where I was like, Oh, I know what the hell yeah, I know, I know who is playing. This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For me, it's death stranding.
1: I've had such a weird kind of like deal knowing that I'm going to play that game mm-hmm. and I'm going to be, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be into it, but I'm, I am looking forward to that game because I am such a Metal Gear Solid fan. Mm-hmm. And you know, knowing the work of Hideo Kojima, like that seems like a game totally aimed at me. Uh, but then like, you know, I, gamescom or tokyo game show he did like the 80 minute oh, T- Show tokyo- yeah so like he, he he laid out like a like i think it was a 50 minute gameplay demo and yeah. then another 30 minute one and then there was like the eight minute trailer uh with like the mission briefing and all this stuff um and as all that stuff was coming out like i knew deep down like i'm going to play this game i would like to go into it fresh but then the there was another side of me that i was like I really want to know what, what goes yeah. on in this game. And so I kind of had that struggle and I kind of like, I might have scrubbed through the gameplay like very quickly just to see like, hey, what what, ex- or what are you doing in this game? Yeah. Um, I watched the mission briefing video too. But um, yeah, it's it's a difficult thing because I think part of it too is restraint, especially if you do want to go into a game totally blind and you're scared that knowing things is going to ruin it for you. And that definitely also varies game to game because a lot of games, like knowing what the gameplay experience is, isn't going to ruin like a lot of games, especially if, I, if it's like a game like shadow of mordor which is all about like interacting with the systems and kind of manipulating what's going on in the game right a game like that right it doesn't matter if you know that there's a nemesis system or it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like you know if you know the details of how the system works but something like death stranding i'm sure part of that reveal is like oh this is what i'm doing in the game oh there's there's monster energy drink or like what like whatever the reveals might be of uh the gameplay system and and all the things involved with it um and so yeah it, it is a balancing act um and yeah it's difficult sometimes
4: I do wonder as well, I mean, talking about The Last of Us, if they even needed to reveal Joel and Tommy. I mean, I know we we talked about it. We we all had like this big emotional reaction, even just to seeing Joel, but him to be a part of the marketing, would it maybe have made the final game even more impactful if you...
2: Well, that was interesting, right? Because like, oh, it didn't work for you. I was afternoon demo for Last of Us. And so that morning I got an email from PlayStation that was like, hey we're aware that the state of play is happening before your thing. Don't watch it. Like we, they, uh, they want you to, they yeah, want yeah. the game to play out a certain way for you. And like, if you watch it and I read that and went, no way. <laughs> and I watched it and it's like, it is their whole thing. I talked to him afterwards like, well, yeah, you know, we, we think it's a cooler. We think it's cool that Joel's revealed the way he was in gameplay. And it's like, well, yeah, but everybody who's going to play that game knows that yeah. now. You know what I mean? Like
3: I, I was writing the news story and I, I like, we're in this group of people sitting around the, like on these couches, and I was like, Should I put Joel as the thumbnail? Like, is that spoilery? Mm-hmm. And Tomorrow was like, Well, he was just shown in the trailer, and I was like, I know, but it just doesn't feel right. Yeah,
1: I saw a comment on like the kind of funniest one where because Joel was in the thumbnail, and like there was one comment that was like, Some people might not want to know if there's Joel, but it's like, Well, they showed it in the trailer, so where's the line of like yeah, he also show. like didn't die at the end of one? So it's like he's gotta be in here
0: well, somewhere. That's right? what I wrote in yeah. my story. It was like
3: was like the question of whether he's alive is not a big one. It's not like oh Joel may or may not yeah. be alive, so it's not like
1: especially you know because like the thing about Joel being alive, right? Like it was the first trailer that was the thing that made us think that he wasn't alive, and so for another trailer to come out and be like, no, he is alive. Like, what's the line there? Stop
3: playing with my emotions.
1: Yeah, and it is like, it is almost like a stop playing with my emotions thing, but like if you're going trailer blackout, then you shouldn't really care anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I know it's interesting as far as like. Um, what's the worst you've been spoiled on a game before? I had a friend uh, that I was playing, uh, me and him play Persona 4 Golden at the same time. No. Because we both played it. <laughs> yeah, we both played no. it uh, later. Wait, 20- don't say the spoiler. I'm though. not going to say the okay. spoiler. But, like, he essentially, he, so it's my friend Ian, right? And Ian's awesome because he <laughs> is very good at, like, theorizing and very good at, like, putting things together mm-hmm. and getting into the lore of a game. So, like, he was, like, putting out theories on, like, who a certain character might be in Persona 4, and he nailed it. And so by the time I finished Persona 4, I was like, Dang it! (laughs) it. My
3: mom does that with movies. She'll be like, "He's the killer," and I'm like, "I I know you're going to be right." Why would you say anything? Yeah, and then you get to the end.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but then the same exact thing happened in 2017 because we both played Persona 5 at the same time. (gasps) And then he was like, "Oh yeah, I think they're doing this, this, and this, and I think it's going to end up being this," and I was like. Never what? talked to me about video games. Ever <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, it h- ended up happening. It's like yeah, and, so got, it, and it w- it's weird because it, they weren't spoilers because he didn't know, but mm. he's just like really good at like figuring yeah. that stuff out.
3: I think um, the worst I've been spoiled for a video game, and I wasn't, I wasn't upset, but like I think s- if it, somebody could have been really upset with this, I told Mike Mahardy that. I was in the process of playing Heavy Rain with a group of people just for fun. Oh no! Oh. And then he was, and then I, I said I was currently playing it, and then he just spoiled the ending for me. <gasps> like I, not to be a dick, but he, he was just, just like, just he did it. He was just like, was oh, a, and then this person's oh, didn't the that killer. That thing happened, yeah. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was like, well, I don't know that yet, since I'm still playing it. But also, I still haven't finished it because it was just like a we all got drunk and played Heavy Rain. for <laughs>
2: <time>. <laughs> So um, I blacked out what he said anyway. Yeah,
3: but. I <laughs> care. but I think a funny one that. It's so like, you know, when like you haven't played a game yet, and so you don't know the vocabulary of what might be a spoiler, and right. so it misses you. I think that's how mm. I've avoided Bioshock for so long. Yeah. Is like I wouldn't know mm. if it was a Bioshock spoiler unless someone said this is a Bioshock spoiler. <laughs> so if you email me with that subject line, I'm coming after you. But uh, Jake spoiled the end of Red Dead One for me, but I didn't. Re- I did yes, you did, but <sighs> I didn't know. Nice until oh. I reached the end of the game, and then I was like. Jake told me about this once. <gasps> but then but it didn't affect the yeah, game for me did, like, because didn't I didn't realize that you it had know happened what you at, yeah. until I had gotten to the end, like right before the ending actually happens, and I was like <gasps> he did say this to me once. Uh so that could have been really bad, but luckily I didn't put it in my long-term memory because I was just like That's I don't know good. anything about these characters yet and then I played it. Um so that I'm really, really happy that I have a shit memory. (laughs) I
4: still feel bad about this one. Oh, no. This isn't a video game. Uh, We were talking about, uh, like, disappointing endings. And I just said, oh, yeah, the Dark Tower ending of the Dark Tower. And Tamor went. I've spent the last five years reading the Dark Tower books. And oh, I'm on the last one. Are you serious? Did you just spoil the ending for me? <laughs> I still think about that at like four a m <laughs> <laughs> you're like, "Wow, I shouldn't be on this earth anymore. yeah. Yet. And he was like, "Okay, fair. That ending does sound kind of cheap, but at the same time, oh, it's
3: a hmm. oh,
4: yeah. like
3: yeah my mom spoiled game of thrones for me because she was reading the books and i was watching the show and she didn't realize that the seasons weren't one-to-one those books so she was like blah 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 is dead right and i was like excuse me that's when i still cared about game of thrones and now i don't care
4: (gasps) you spoiled game of thrones i fully spoiled game of thrones
3: for you, but i don't really care anymore so i was like well i guess that's what happened
2: when i was still at ign uh and are we trying to spoil anything we talk about
3: yeah, because this is
2: this is Game of Thrones related, and it's an old Game of Thrones. Spoiler. I don't,
3: I don't care. we'll just yeah, you know? You guys, if you're listening, okay. skip ahead. So a
2: minute. when the it was the Monday morning after the episode where Joffrey died happened, oh, right? Oh, I've oh, seen that episode. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, purple wedding, and I, it was that thing where. So many of us, for some reason, hadn't watched it. And I was planning to go home and watch it with my ex-girlfriend. And it was that thing where we were sitting there Monday morning. Everyone in IGN had the rules. We're not going to talk about Game of Thrones. Don't spoil. No problem. Everybody's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. And boom, an email came in. And it was monster.com going geoffrey's dead and so everybody's looking for a new job who will be the new who's looking for a new job as the king of westeros wow. or whatever and like seven of it went to like the ig and whatever editorial thing and it was just like a walked up and everybody like <laughs> five different people jump up like are you kidding me i was like we i emailed them so irate and like other people did they eventually <laughs> sent a care package of like we're sorry we didn't need to ruin this at your workspace. <laughs> holy cow that
3: was like the entertainment weekly cover where everyone was like Hello! <laughs> oh, that very infamous one. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. What you're talking Featuring
4: about. a character that, that everyone thought was dead, and then and Zimel, a very sexy character
2: on, the- on Game of Thrones.
4: Yes. Yeah, uh, season. He's three. my Game of Thrones crush. Seven. I told my mom that I'd never seen Twin Peaks and that I was going to watch it, oh and God. she told me who killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> in
3: response, mine's so.
2: Oh, you'll never see <laughs> it coming. when X, Y, Z.
3: It was in. This is not some. This was an accident. This was a Twitter fluke. I was in the middle of watching Twin Peaks for the first time. I was two episodes away from finding out what happens, and Mike Drucker tweeted a joke tweet that involved oh. the, who killed Laura Palmer, and I was like, what? I spit all over you. I was so upset. I was like, "I am so close to finding out who killed Laura Palmer." This show came out before I was born. i This is not my fault. <laughs> so
0: mad. I, my, mine's an interesting one i guess because like i like, we talked about it before i started final fantasy 7 i feel like i know all the twists in that game just because they're so infamous and i'm about to play well whenever the new one comes out right the remake i'll play it and i'll know like yeah which characters are gonna die what's gonna happen here like just because mm. those scenes are so famous i don't know if it's a big spoiler because at the time i never really cared but going into seven now i'm like kind of disappointed because it's like oh i kind of know what's happening I feel here that too, cause I, I
1: know the same things yeah i imagine like i don't know when they happened in the story right but, but so, yeah you know they're gonna happen yeah you though, know right? they're gonna happen right and since this is part one right i'm like okay well maybe it might not happen in this game yeah. which might you know help the experience but you know if they like remade ocarina of time there's a certain character reveal in that game too where it's like mm-hmm. oh this person is actually this person um
2: and Did so you- like Right. Recently someone in the NR in industry did who, it
3: was It uh, it was like
2: their kid, right?
3: Lepic or Schreier or Somebody's
2: somebody's kid was playing it and uh, they it was literally like, oh, I mean, really was it? I, it might have been Grand It anyway, was somebody. And yeah. it was like literally they he just totally in conversation dropped. She's like, I really like this character and he's like, Yeah, it's crazy that she's this character and the they're like, What? And he's like, I <laughs> felt like such an asshole. <laughs> it's
3: like of course you don't know that you're five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah whatever it is. <laughs> That's like the 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 Darth Vader thing, right? Like, yeah, sure. I feel like I grew up knowing he was Luke's father. Yeah, that's not a spoiler at this point because it, you know, "No, I am pop, your father" is a pop culture. It's not a reveal anymore. But Who? like, can you imagine not knowing that? Uh, I can't. Well, I mean, it's like the Simpsons joke, right? Where
2: Homer, Homer comes out, yeah. down, and yeah. he's yeah. like, "Whoa, I
4: can't believe
2: that!" <laughs> yeah. Were you back. in the office for this conversation? We were talking to somebody where we're getting ready to do. We do a show called In Review where we re- watch all the movies. We're gonna do Terminator One, Two, and then <gasps> the new one or whatever the and, and it was a conversation of I said like oh man like and I didn't ruin this but I was like it's like how if you've if Ter- Terminator 2 spoiled its own thing and I never knew that until I like because I watched it and I was so into it as a kid all the marketing ru- is spoils the thing that on the spoiling not that it's a spoiler at all but Arnold Schwarzenegger is good in this movie he's a right. good I mean, Terminator yeah. right. I was
5: like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like if, if the you watch is, it's the best it, like Terminator, there maybe. was a I forgot maybe a variety piece a couple of years ago that was like hey if you didn't know like they went out of their way to spoil their own movie and if you watch that movie not having known any of that yeah. you don't know until he walks up on yeah. John Connor and there's that tension really? and somebody in the office was like I haven't seen it yet and so we didn't uh, none of this got said I was like oh my god Watch it and tell us about it. Because, like, if you don't know that and you watch that movie from Terminator 1 to Terminator 2, and like, you think he's out to kill John Connor, that's awesome. Who
4: has not seen the greatest action movie of all time?
2: I don't remember. It might be Andy. He still never had mac and cheese. (gasps) What? Wait, what? Andy Cortez (laughs) has never had mac and cheese and he refuses to eat it. He's a weirdo and he, he refuses. refuses to eat Yeah, like that's it? what gets me. I don't mind that you've never had it. And I'm like, oh, we'll make it for you. He's like, no, nah, I just won't eat it. Is he lactose intolerant? No. He's just like, I've come as far. I'm lactose intolerant. I have cheese all the time. <laughs>
3: Same. <laughs> yes. I So I've never had like a Coca-Cola and I refuse to, but it's because I think it's disgusting.
2: How do you know if you haven't had it? Mm. Checkmate. Because
3: Diet Coke is... Uh, mm, it's
2: brown. I mean, <laughs> <please> uh, <yeah. laughs>
3: uh, Diet Coke,
4: very different. Not Diet, I, Diet Coke sucks. Uh, British, Terrible. British Diet Coke is pretty good. Here we go. Just know, like all your candies,
2: better than ours. Yeah, our tea,
3: <laughs> their I chocolate is way chocolate better is than better. ours.
2: You ever uh, had an American yeah. M&M plain. Come on.
3: But, yeah. I, but I don't yeah. get it with mac and cheese, because mac and cheese is like the best thing I know, right? ever yeah. created by humanity. So whatever
2: so we've been going on for a while yeah. I should probably call it about when well, we get to just talking crap about our friends that aren't in the room we just
4: got to the Terminator 2 bit
2: <laughs> gun, 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 gun.
4: Dude, I, I saw that in 40X last year Yeah. and it blew my mind like yeah. I've seen that movie so many times but 40 x it was money. money the greatest cinema experience I've ever had <laughs> on par with Return of the King
0: that was episode 8 of GameSpot <laughs> After Dark <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and thank you, Blessing, for joining us, and thank you, Greg, oh, yeah. for joining us. Anytime. Uh, Lucy, Callie, thank you as well. Uh, where can people find y'all on Twitter? You want to start?
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter, at junior. That's spelled at blessing BlessingJR. Um, and, yeah. Anything to plug? What are you up to this week, uh, other than all the kind of funny stuff you're going to be doing. Yeah, in, right? doing all the kind of funny stuff, but also check out Okiebeast.com if you want to see uh, a lot of the content I make. We do podcast videos, articles there. So, Okiebeast.com if you're interested. Okiebeast podcast on iTunes.
2: Greg? You follow me at Greggy on Twitter. You probably already like me or hate me. It's one or the other, it seems. And then uh, go to KindOfFunny.com for all our YouTube videos. Lucy?
4: Uh, I'm at Lucy James Games on Twitter. Uh, to plug, the new series that I've been working on, True Fiction, launched on Gamespot Universe YouTube channel last weekend.
0: Episodes every Sunday, right? Episodes
4: every Sunday. So the first episode was all about, funnily enough, uh, Laura Palmer. Uh, the real murder that inspired the character of Laura Palmer in Twin Peaks. And uh, this weekend is all about the... Nuclear Origins of Godzilla. You think you know Ooh. the origins of Godzilla, but you don't. You'll find out on Sunday.
3: Please watch.
0: Callie?
3: Um, I don't really have a lot to plug. I, My big games that I'm going to be playing for review are, are coming up, but not quite yet. So I don't have a, a lot of reviews for you to go read. I mean, you should read GameSpot's reviews because I edit all of them, but they're written by very good writers and they're very
2: good. Eventually sign our wild hearts
3: eventually you'll be able to say, dude oh that's a whole thing anyway you can follow me on twitter at inkydojiko i-n-k-y-d-o-j-i-k-k-o i love this song
0: <laughs> and you can follow me at jacob deck uh we have by now i think all of our last of us preview stuff should be up so make sure to check that out if you haven't we have an impressions video bunch of articles broken out and phil wrote up a very in-depth uh preview about what we saw uh, if you have questions you want to send to the show, you can send them to after Dark Podcast at gamespot.com and for those asking about the GameSpot community Discord, that's still coming.
3: We're in oh. the process of getting that uh, there's you know you have to get approvals from people and um, you know who's going to manage that stuff but we do want to have uh, a discord for, for the community.
0: Yes but but if you want to be a part of it right when we start uh, email, after Dark podcast at gamespot.com, or just reach out on Twitter, and we'll make sure we get you in there right when it opens up.
3: And if you spoil Bioshock for me, you're canceled, and you're not allowed in.
2: And don't spoil Bioshock. <laughs> Thank all you all. Or left, left Behind. Or Left Behind. Yes. Go play Left Behind tonight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that short and is that good. You will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you all next week. Thank you.
3: Bye. Bye.
2: Now, Lucy, the big question is: Are you playing Borderlands tonight with me, Blessing, and Jen?
4: My flight is at.
2: Here we go. There it is, Bye. Blessing. That's how far friendship yes. will go in this industry. Wow mm